Today's episode is brought to you by Ridge Wallet. Now, Ridge Wallet is something sometimes it's in your pants. Now, Wallet Tree is something you don't hear a lot about. People think a wallet and they think, oh, I'll just put it in my pants. Well, that's fine, buddy. But also, that's not fine. The new thing is to have that ridge, that front pocket carry. And it's a concise piece where you put your credit cards and the things of value, the real hitters. You can keep those in your Ridge wallet. You put it in your front pocket. No more of that back you know, activity where you can get pickpocketed or somebody can just feel your butt and say they were trying to touch your wallet. Visit RidgeWallet.com slash Theo, T-H-E-O, and use code T-H-E-O at checkout for 10% off. That's code T-H-E-O for 10% off at RidgeWallet.com. Today's episode, I'm, I'm joined by an old friend. Uh, he and I spent countless hours barbing each other on the Opie and Jim Norton podcast on SiriusXM um, over about a year and a half period. Uh, he's one of the funniest young men that I know. Uh, he's a father. He's multi. He's a father of a multiracial child, and he's a beautiful man. And he's doing unique things. And I'm so happy to have him here with me today in studio, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Chris DeStefano. Yes. Long time no see. Huh? What up, baby? What up, man? Yeah, cuz. Dude, that's crazy. You look beautiful tonight. You got all blue on. Do you wear blue a lot? No, I um not normally. I, I I've been wearing sweatpants a lot, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm flying home today. So when I go back to New York, you know, you can't just you can't come off the plane in sweats like that. Really? You know? I mean I guess you could, but I just feel like, you know, I don't know, I'm going home and then I gotta go right to see my family, so do you dress nice when you fly? Do you dress? Plus, I got a little penis. You know that. I've never seen your penis, dude. What? I've never sent you my dick. I never seen that one that uh, when I put the. Te- I will block you if you send me it. I got one. I thought I sent you one. I'm trying I got- to stay off porn. I'm 43 days right now. I, I um I, I I I got one where you know I send it out as my dick, but it's actually just a television remote in my sweatpants. But it looks like I have a fucking hog. And when girls ask for a dick pic, that's what I send out, mm-hmm. and they think like. They think I have the biggest dick ever, and then when we finally do get to sex, you know, I got to turn all the lights off and get them as wet as possible. Suddenly, it's the uh, it's the um, Apple TV remote. Suddenly, you <laughs> yeah. got yeah, because like you think it's FiOS, <laughs> <laughs> that Apple TV. Yeah, I mean, a lot. Like, of, is this Fire Stick? What is this little? Do you thing? want to? It, it look. I, I do not. Okay, all right, because it looks like a. I mean, it looks like a, ha- a hammer. Really? Yeah, dude. Like what kind of you said like a small hammer? It looks like well, it's just it's just a thick. It's a television remote in gray sweatpants, but it looks like my dick. Right. It's easily put, and I've sent it around. You've been sending it to women. I sent it well. If they ask me, I send it to women, and then and then I send it to my boys. My boys have it, so there's yeah. a circulation. That's every, that's my cruise dick pic. I do not want to be one of your boys then, because I'm trying to do. I'm trying to make it to 44 days of no pornography. I'm not losing my streak because you're yeah. gonna send me. Now, what's the thought process on that? Why no porno? I don't like it, man. It's yeah. just too. It just makes me feel bad about myself. So some of that's my own thing. Make right. me feel bad. Right. But then secondarily, I don't like, I don't like, you know, honestly, just spraying out of my own sink. You know, it's yeah, kind of yeah, just, yeah. at a certain age, when right. you're young, it's fun. Right. It's cool. It's exciting. You're like, oh, how much of this yeah. is in my body? Yeah. But you get older. And yeah. And you're like, oh, I'm still doing this. I still don't have any groceries. 
You know, you know what? Like. <laughs> yeah. It's like, listen, as you get older, right, you only have a finite amount of energy each day. Yeah. I can't be using, and a lot of that energy is in your balls. A lot of, a lot of, you know, sperm is energy. Yeah. So it's like, you can't, like you said, be spraying it out unnecessarily when there's shit you got to do. Like I'm somebody's dad. Right. So it's like, I can't jerk off into my belly button anymore. Ugh. You know what I mean? I, that's just shit I can't do anymore because I got a kid to feed. So it's like yeah. the energy that I have has to be, you know, making sure her homework's done, watching her cartoons, getting my career right, going to the gym. I can't be on Pornhub, you know, just just whacking off into my belly button. Wow, that's I never thought about that. Yeah, if you're a dad, it must feel weird to jerk off, then, does it? Especially being a dad to a little girl, it's like yeah. you know, I just when I'm when I'm when I, if, you know, I mean, there's still times where I'm just sitting alone and I flick around my piece a little bit. And just, you know, whatever, if, you know, if a little glue comes out, a little glue comes out. But it's one of those things where it's like, I'm not actively looking to jerk off. Now I only jerk off. Like I've been out in LA for four days in a hotel room. So it's like, that's usually, that's usually when you pound your nuts the most. And I, I haven't jerked off once. Are you serious? Not one time, man. And it hasn't been like, it hasn't been a proactive, I'm not doing this. It's just been like, I, I, I've been tired. You know, I'm, you know, I'll FaceTime my daughter and it's like, you know, when you're FaceTiming a three-year-old, you. like you, you don't God. jerk off for a couple of days, man. Thank you, God, bro. You can't, bro. Yeah. You can't. I should start doing that then. I should start. You'd be a great father, man. Really, you think? I think you should. I think you should do it. I really think you should do it. Now, what do you, now you're out of wedlock. You have a child out of wedlock. I have a child you? out of wedlock, unfortunately. Um, and but, is that good or bad? For me personally, I think it's good. And the kid doesn't like you. I've seen it on Instagram. The kid does not like me. My daughter does not like me. She doesn't think I'm, I got a, my special, she, you know, because I, I got it already. Yeah. And I played it for her. And for 45 minutes, she stared at the TV. <laughs> she just didn't. She didn't laugh once. She didn't even play with her doll. She didn't walk away. She just looked emotionless at the TV. I'll post that video when the special comes out. Emotionless at the TV for about 45 minutes and then asked for some hamburger helper. Yeah, when it was over. That, that's, that's what it now, was. She does honestly sound like my kind of lady. <laughs> Yo, um, she like, you know, stares blankly at a TV and then devours a little bit of hamburger yeah she helper. wanted she's like daddy can Dude, we get some hamburger helper definitely a date that i could do uh, yeah but I've, but i've seen her on your instagram story she never likes you you take her to school i she do everything man time. i can't be uh any more involved of a father than i am and, and uh, she's a child how old is she she's three and a half years old oh wow. and so she's half puerto rican half italian yeah so it's and her mom is a great lady her oh, mom's God. a great lady i love and don't support. give her any matches bro she'll no. fucking burn, burn that shit place. out I love I love and support her mom. It just didn't work out with us romantically. Yeah. But we're very good co-parents. And I think, you know, when you asked me before, is that I think it's better um, to have my child raised around actual real love and two people that really love her mm -hmm. as opposed to seeing two people who are like being half shells of themselves because they don't really love each wow. other. Man, you know what so I mean? It's so funny you say that, man. I was just texting. Uh, I'd been seeing this gal and we, and, uh, and we separated and then I was... We were just texting yesterday, and it was like, you know, maybe sometime we would just have a child, you know? Should do it. Just like, because I know that she would be a loving parent. Like, right. that's the thing. I even made, I remember years ago, I remember I made a deal, though, with a girl, and it was like, hey, if by 30, yeah. we don't have any kids, we're going to yeah. have a kid. And then I remember, like, 30, like, the night I turned 30, like, 12.01 a.m., yeah. I get a text, and she's like, what's wow. up? She remembered. Yeah, and I was like, ah, you know? You know what I feel like having a child has done for me? big time is it she saves me my daughter saves me in many ways from like the 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 tough things that we go through in our career like if we don't if we go out for an audition and don't get something or we have a pilot doesn't get picked up i don't wallow in my sorrows i don't drink i don't commiserate with my boys i don't say fuck them fuck that it's like i i that energy i get i'm sad for a few minutes about it but i got my daughter saves me in a sense like she doesn't care like when i had a pilot with cbs right 
and it didn't get picked up. And I yeah, I auditioned for that pilot. Yeah, actually, I remember. And I didn't uh, get in it. And he didn't. Well, thank God you didn't get in it because now it's in the fucking toilet. <laughs> yeah, Jesus yeah, Christ, it's a piece dude. of shit. It's all Les Moonves's fault. Oh God. Yeah, yeah. These are, didn't he get busted for he touching got busted. somebody? Yeah, and it's like you know what, man? If you would have picked up my show, you would have the protection of the Stefano family. That's what I'm saying. In this recent troubles, but now you're out on your own, player. Yeah, you so, out there. <laughs> yeah. So so um. You know, when that shit happened, I remember I told her, she was two at the time, and I was like, because it was like my whole world came down. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, daddy's thing that he was doing out there didn't get picked up, and, you know, yeah, I'm so, apolog apologizing to her, which was silly, you know, I didn't, but but all she said was, you know, at the end, she let me finish, she was like, let's watch Mickey Mouse. And then, so she was hearing me, and, you know, didn't, she's two years old, so, like, she has nothing to respond to. She was like, look, basically what I got from that is like, she was like, you're my dad, I don't care what you're doing. If you're here, I want to watch Mickey Mouse with you. Like, that's what's important to me. So yeah. don't apologize to me for not getting a TV show on the air. Like, I don't care. And I feel like biologically, my daughter saves me from that. And it also helps me with with conserving my energy. Like, I don't give energy to stuff that's silly. Like, going back and forth with, in a text fight or an Instagram fight or, 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 like I said, wallowing in my sorrows. It's like, I, don't, I can't, man. I got to give my energy... To raise my daughter. Right. So biologically, I think a child has saved me. Because at first, my peers were like, when all the shit first happened, like, you're dumb, man. I oh, wouldn't, yeah. ha I wouldn't have that baby. It's gonna, it's gonna, and it's all, all it's done is, is enhance my career. Wow. That's really? all it's done is enhance anything that I've gotten. I own a home now. Oh, you look nice. You used to wear hockey jerseys. Dude, I used shit. to wear fucking hockey. Bro, remember when we used to fight on Opie? Oh. You ever seen those fights on Opie when he said I look Dutch? <laughs> and then I told him he looked like Eileen Wernos, the first <laughs> yeah, female yeah. serial killer <laughs> ever killed. I was yeah, actually dude. I was actually looking at the comments on the a YouTube one. A successful female serial killer, <laughs> yeah. too. I was looking at the comments once. Oh, my God, dude. I was getting fucking crushed by your fans. Yeah, well, they hated me, bro. Oh, hated me. Did they? Oh my god, they were like this fucking bum. Oh, they dude. were cru bro. You literally bro, you won look that like a fight. Skinhead that's afraid to go all the way, bro. <laughs> I'm talking about like? like if you look at the first 100 comments, 80, 95 of them are like Theo rocks. <laughs> five and then five of them are like Chris is good, but oh, he still seems nice. he still sounds deaf. You said I look like a deaf guy that goes to the gym. Oh, dude, you it's hilarious, look, oh, bro. bro. You look like a deaf leper. <laughs> yeah, now everybody else, um, now Opie and Carl and Sherrod are all dead. Oh, you look like the strongest <laughs> deaf person ever. That's yeah, I, like, dude. Dude, if you were real, real quiet yeah. and entered a contest for the strongest <laughs> yeah. deaf person, yeah. you then, would win. But here's the problem. You would fuck it up, bro, because <laughs> you'd want to tell a joke. And then your hair. I remember you didn't have a hat on, and I said your <laughs> hair looked like the Michigan State Spartan helmet. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> I remember that. And then you told Let's me. See that helmet you, And quick. then you know what you said to me that was so <laughs> fucking funny? Bad. You said, you said, dude, if you if you could meet yourself, you would hate right it. Right there, up. Yeah. Dude, that was epic shit. That was a dope fight. Damn, I do look like that. Fuck, <laughs> no, not anymore. too. Not anymore. You look, you, you're fine now, son. You're fine, girl. Really? Yeah. <laughs> girl, your whole career is fucking blown up. You got a real career now, man. You go out there, you sell tickets. You're not playing bananas in New Jersey to 10 people like me. Oh, they yeah. Well, I went over there and played it by the railroad track. Yeah. There was a fire on a train while I was on stage, I right? believe you, man. Half the people, right? What's it like now where you go to a place and the tickets are sold? It's got to be a great feeling at this point, right? Yeah, I guess it. I mean, it definitely is. It is different. You know what's funny? It's like you can't, you almost forget what it was like when it wasn't. Interesting, and you forget, yeah. and you just almost forget about it quick, and you also get nervous that like, you know, I feel more pressure now to make jokes, right? Whereas before, I just felt a pressure to be myself, right? But now it's like they want to be funny; they pay good money to see you, 
Right, and now I feel a little bit of that all the time. And some of it I don't like, and so I'm, hope, I'm trying to find ways in my own life to get back into a place where I just feel like that pressure isn't there. You well, know, well, you even know. in like a day, even in like a day to day basis, you know, like I mean, Nick's done uh, so much to help our podcast grow and like Instagram and right. like, you know, he really championed a lot of different ideas and. You know, so it's been everything you guys got is professional as far as like the the cameras, you know, the content. It's all like it's like podcasting is a business now. It's almost like for our friends who don't have podcasts like and who still think like doing a late night set matters. It's like you're that shit is so 20. You're out of your mind. It's 2019. Yeah. The only way to get ahead is to like, you know, having somebody out here like like a Joe Rogan. Like, you know, all you guys, you know, get like that's like being on The Tonight Show. Like yeah. you guys. So like, a, a, you know, Johnny Carson was like the guy. And then like all the comedians we've ever heard of, Seinfeld, Ray Romano, all these guys who blew up and became icons did so through Carson. And now I feel like it's Joe Rogan. It's like now you got, you know, you, Burt Kreischer, um, Tom Segura, yeah. all these guys that are selling more tickets than anybody. Yeah. What's the common theme? You know, you guys all, you know, crushed it when you came on Rogan. You right. all crushed it. And then because it's one thing, it's like people, comedians can go on big podcasts and not do well and then nothing happens. So it's like one of those things you guys were all you guys were all great. And then you guys all went on the episodes and crushed. So it's like now his fans become your fans. But now it's not even now it's your fans. So now it's like when you go. Yeah, maybe the first time they heard of you was through this guy or through that. Everybody needs a godfather. Yeah. You know. But that, now it's like, yo, you've converted real fans. And I think the only way that we can do that now in 2019 is through podcasting. Mm. So when I came out here to promote my special, I was like, man, I want to do Bert and I want to do Theo. I would love to have done Rogan, and the, but it's it's not possible right now for right. me. I get, I got to get to the next level. But but I was like, that's more important to me than doing any late night shit. Wow. Like the late night bookers were like, oh, you know, because it's, it's so PC now. They're like, oh, I, I had jokes about my daughter being yeah. Puerto Rican. And you know, I, and, they, and they were on my Comedy Central special because one thing I'll say about Comedy Central is they're about the comedian first. That's why it's dope. That's why like specials that come out on Comedy Central are dope because they they the the executives there are not scared. They're like, no, no, no. This is the name comedy is in our network. Right. So if you think that shit's funny, even if it's crossing the line and whatever, then we'll stand by you and we'll protect you. So, so that part true. of it's I've dope. seen some of Ron Funch's clips and his just did really well. And Huge. I saw some of his clips, uh, yeah, where he called his son the N word. Yeah, know? man. And I I respect it. It was just like that's it was so funny. Yeah, dude. But for them to be willing to also put that yeah. out, and I just saw one of yours too. Actually, they started putting clips of yours. They start putting they? clips of mine up now. I yeah. just saw one yesterday. So I have a clip. Actually, one of the clips I put up is is me impersonating my poor, my my daughter. Can we well, play it or not? Yeah, sure. I don't care. Will we get in trouble for playing that, Nick? Mm-mm. Well, uh, it's where is it posted? It's on my Instagram. Okay, yeah, that'll yeah. be fine. And his daughter's Puerto Rican, dude. Yeah, my Puerto Rican. Oh, well, actually, this the the clip that I was on my Instagram. I'm gonna post a daughter one tomorrow. The clip that's on my build Instagram. that crib. You know what I'm saying, Fuck bro? Yeah, baby. Let's fucking get these kids locked they, down. They 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 said I couldn't do it on late night or I could do those jokes but I couldn't impersonate and put on a Puerto Rican accent because I'm not Puerto Rican and it's oh like that's such bullshit like it's my daughter yeah. you know what I mean it's my kid it's your kid and you know what's funny is they'll let anybody get on there and impersonate like somebody from the south or somebody sure. from the midwest yeah. or somebody who they think is yeah. you know uneducated as long as the uneducated person isn't black or yeah. mixed it's, but if it's like they're white and uneducated yeah. then it's fine but the thing is the people that are in all these networks they're fucking white yeah but that's why like what you have like the success, the type of success you have and the the way that you're selling tickets now is so powerful because you could not that you're a scandalous dude. Unless do you still finger women? Do you still get paid to finger women? Don't or do that's that over? anymore. Okay, so you so you're not a scandalous dude, yeah. and it's like even if even if you said something that was out of bounds unintentionally, 
your fans are still going to be there, man. You're still going to go to wherever place and sell out that theater where some of these dudes are comedian friends who are tied up with these on these networks. Like they say one shit, their fucking career is done. You know, everything yeah. will be taken away from them. But you got real fans that fuck with you. Right. And you could say whatever you want to them because they're like, and that's what I want. And that's what you guys have. I mean, that's what I'm going after. Like I got a podcast called The History Hyenas. Yeah, and, and it's you and Giannis Papas. Me and Giannis Papas. And we go fucking wild on that podcast. And he's, uh, where's he from? He's Greek, isn't he? He's Greek, yeah. We go wild and our fans, you know, they're not as, as powerful and big as your guys' fan bases yet, but it's like, you know, we're trying to get there, man. We just, we're, it's unfiltered shit. We're talking about history, but we're being honest about shit, yeah. you know? So yeah. it's dope. Well, you certainly deserve it, man. You and Andrew Schultz are two of like the funniest guys that I always think about. Schultz is is Schultz's got a career that's that that like you, man. Yeah. Schultz Schultz wherever he goes, he sells out and he put his shit on. Every network's a no to Schultz. Everybody everybody said no to his hour special. Every single yeah. They big said one. he was a uh, like a male show. I heard all kinds whatever of whatever bullshit things. they said. But he was the the best comedian I saw when I was in New York. Yeah. You know? Now he's got millions and millions and millions of views. And what does that translate to? Ticket sales. Yeah. So it's like you know you gotta have this mindset where it's like the, the we got the fans give us power like we and we have the fans have direct access to us and we have direct access to them it wasn't like that in the 90s it's right. like you know what i mean like jerry jerry seinfeld could only be seinfeld with one show on nbc you know right. like and there was only one big show there was a few networks it's like now with this oversaturation it's like man you like some you could walk you could be you could walk past the theater that you have sold out and people may not even recognize you because you, they're sold out with your specific fans. Whereas, like back in the day, it's like to be like a big, you know, if a guy who's selling out theater tickets, he would not be able to get through the airport without having to take a thousand autographs. Right. But shit's different now. Like John Wayne or. Yeah, man. It's like. Who else? John, fucking uh, Marilyn Monroe. No, Mar Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Kareem he, Abdul. I'm talking about an entertainer, though. Maybe New John Newton. That's who I'm thinking of. John Newton. Um, um, let's play the clip real quick. I fucking hate Olivia, myself. Not man. Olivia Newton. I hate myself. This is about my baby mama. Is it? Let's see. You date a Puerto Rican girl, you need to have the answers quick. You need to like have facts right away because they will interrogate you. And if you don't have the answers quick, you look like a liar. And they watch men. They are designed to watch men watching, waiting. That's what they do. They make excellent NFL referees. I think if you had Puerto Rican girls refing the games, you'd have zero missed calls the whole season because they see everything. That's <laughs> just what they. Could you imagine they were the refs? They would be right there like, um, you're out of bounds, stupid. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean. Did you just put that up real? today? Uh, yes, you out of bounds. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't need instant replay. I, I instantly saw you step out of bounds. So, you know. I mean, I don't even know the rules. Just go home. Bye. <laughs> You out Dude, the I game. This. Yeah, and they told me I can't do that shit on late night because I'm impersonating Puerto Ricans. That's so Puerto How Rican. wild is that? Yeah. Isn't it, we live in a fucking Twilight Zone kind of world, man. But we it's truly a zone that's do. eating itself. Like that, that yeah. all that stuff, it's like... Dude, I remember for years, you know, they said, well, you can't do comedy because you uh, were on a reality television show. All right. Yeah. And then they said, well, you... Um, you know, uh, then they'll say, "Oh, well, you know, we don't, we don't need a southern guy. We don't need this." And like, and there was even no opportunities. There's no shows even. And I'm not even a. I mean, I'm a, from the south, but yeah, I don't like. You're not like a Larry the Cable Guy southern comedian. Yeah, I don't like you know? identify with. I mean, I identify just with like. I mean, if anything, I identify with somebody who doesn't feel like they are valued. Right, and that could there be anyone. That could be anyone. There you go. Yeah. yeah see, I and yeah, and I feel like. My comedy is for anyone who, you know, 
is is kind of like misinterpreted where like you would look at me and think I'm going to talk about, you know, whatever, football and sports and banging chicks, but I'm really just talking about anxiety well, banging and, chicks. and Nutella. Let's be that. honest, banging dudes. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah no. shout out grinder, man. Well, some chicks, Yo, but <laughs> no, nah, I I've had a chick or two. Yeah. I don't that's another thing, man. Here's a, here's what I learned about myself. I'm the kind of dude I fall in love with men, but I have sex with women. Yeah, like I'm in love. Like I could fall in love with you, dude. Like Respect, we could go to the bro. beach, we could chill. Like I could do this all day. I'm not trying to have sex with you, yeah. but I want to have sex with a woman. Like you'll get me horny, and I'll bang out a chick. Oh, I like. Isn't that, that wild? Yeah, that's a wild fucking kind of brain to have, right? Like tell your friend, hey Amber, come over, bring uh, Keith over for a little bit too. Before yeah. you know, and <laughs> yeah. He can I want to talk to midnight. Keith about yeah. about football and stuff and about like what he feels about shit. Yeah. But then I want to get in, in in your pussy. Yeah, yeah. But I don't want to talk to you. That's fucking wild. Oh, that's wild, man. Yeah, it is interesting, man. It's uh, yeah. You know, it's it's uh, it, it, you got it's, good hair, bro. I do. Yeah, dude. I just fucking wish I could grow my shit out like that. I can't though, bro. You. I wonder how you would look with long hair. <laughs> Yo, I would fucking. Did you have it? Didn't you used to have a ponytail? Somebody said. Nah, never, bro. If somebody I had... said you used to work on like a um, one of those like um, like daytime cruise boats yeah. in like Jamaica, and you're like the white <laughs> dude with the ponytail. Dude, you know what we should do? Me and you, we should do a like a boxing match for charity, and the winner has to get the other guy's haircut. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you gotta come up with this fucking shit. I will never do a boxing match for charity. It's a great way to end your career. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, they always set you up against somebody who's gonna beat your ass. <laughs> yeah, nah, dude, I feel like you could catch me, man. You no. could catch me on the chin once, I'd be done. Dude, if I, I can't. No, I couldn't do it, man. Yeah. Um, but it's so interesting the stuff that you're saying just about like like uh the industry and like people doing their own thing i remember after i went on joe rogan's when i went on joe rogan's podcast and i left out of there and i was like man he he has his own thing right you know right yeah and it really inspired me i was like oh wow i could do i could do my own thing you i know? mean dude look 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 at all like the big interviews of the last year you know elon, like the big gets elon musk you know barack Kanye West is like the people can't wait for that. Mike used to Tyson be, today. Mike, Mike Tyson. Tyson. Today. That shit used to be Barbara Walters, man. Yeah. That was Barbara Walters 2020. That's how the country tuned in to that. Now you go to Joe Rogan. Yeah. So it's like one of those things where you know to have a dude like that as like a as like a gatekeeper is uh it's cool. I just wish I knew it. if I lived out here. I'm, I, I hope I, w- I would get to know him better. But that's the only that's the only issue still holding New York back is a lot of the dudes that are really popping off. You know, with podcasting, you guys are out here. We have guys in New York like Ari Shafir and them, and it's it's awesome to do their shows. Yeah. But like popping off, popping off like you yeah. guys, it's not, we don't have that really yet in New York. Yeah, I mean, I feel pretty fortunate. Yeah, like even this, I get to hang around some of those guys. Like somebody sent us this picture that a man made. Yeah, and it's like, fucking dope. Yeah, I mean, I was so nervous. Like I, even the, when I first went on Joe Rogan's, I was so yeah. nervous. And even yeah. this time, I was still a little bit nervous. It's yeah. like. Because you almost feel like it is the Tonight Show in some no, ways. You kill on it, man. But then it's also like trying to get to know him, and like yeah. the most time we ever spend together is on there. I mean, we yeah. spend time together at the Comedy Store, but it's not like right. you're sitting down really being able to communicate one on one. And see, that's what I like about you know podcast, his podcast, and and all you guys' podcast, and every podcasting is like. If if you gain fans, if if I step out of here, like say today, if I step out of here and, and I've gained some of your fans. I didn't t- fool them because it, we're, we're talking for an hour. Like right. a, a late night set or a five minute thing, you could fool somebody. Like yeah. see their five minutes at the comedy store, whatever. Like oh, that dude ripped, and then you go watch it out. It's like oh, it sucked. If you're listening to me for over an hour and you're in, then you're in. Then you got like, an inkling of this guy. I, I can't, I can't fool you, man. But if right. after an hour you're like, I don't fuck with this dude, then you're never gonna fuck with me, and that's okay too. But that's why I'm saying, like, that's what I mentioned before. It's like you could go on these big guys' podcasts, and a lot of comedians just come and go on them. But to be able to stick and get their fans. 
that means like you really move them and then now they're your fans you yeah. know what i mean and that's what i want with my career i just want like it's gonna happen dude. It's, i want it's happening well no i want one of those i want to be one of those guys though like my people always ask me like oh what's your goals and shit and like my goal not, number one is sell tickets and number two i know it's subjective and it's like people say don't care what people think and that's true to a degree but i think it is important to have respect from your peers i want my peers in comedy to be like hey Chris would be funny in any decade. He's not just funny because of the parameters of 2019. Right. He's not just funny because he's saying some politically correct charged oh, message that is getting claps that, yes, he's getting you know accolades for now, but it's really only he's getting accolades because times have changed. I want to be like, yo, that dude would have been funny in 1979 and he's funny in 2019. Yeah. And that there's really no objective way to measure that. That would just be subjectively through my peers being like, oh, you know that that's how we feel about you so that's that's what my goal is do you feel like most comedians feel like you're very funny though there's no doubt about that i think i think you know what it is man i think once i started to get in new york like the ogs out here like you guys you know like you know you got joe rogan's and 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 um you know mark Marin and and guys that have been out here for a long time like our ogs are like colin quinn david tell yeah bobby kelly they these, know these are like the ogs at the comedy cellar so those guys are you know, I get invited to those guys' barbecues, and I work with those guys, and they invite me to shows. Like, like Colin Quinn is like a personal friend of mine. Yeah, so that's man. more that's more validation for me than any late night shit I ever did, any TV show I ever did. It's like the validation comes from the peers. Like if yeah. Colin Quinn's saying, "Hey, I put my stamp on this guy," then that's good enough. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, man. I mean, you're. I feel like you have just such a great story. Were you bummed that the? Um, how, how did that feel? Obviously, you were bummed, and you said that the daughter kind of changed it for you, but. Did you feel like was there a moment when the the pilot that you had you didn't go? You were like, I was fucked up, man. I mean, you know, I, the, 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 it happened. I was in San Francisco, and they told me, and the flight was taking uh, off. Like literally, where you know, you know, like when you turn on your phone on airplane mode, that last second as the plane starts to accelerate, that's what I was doing. And it was like my thumb was like halfway to that airplane mode, and the text, you know, came in on the top of the screen from my manager, CBS pass, sorry, bud. And that's you know what I mean. And then so it was just like airplane mode hit it and it was just like i got you know i listen i i licked my wounds i said you know what for five hours while i'm in these guys i'm gonna have a few drinks i'm gonna fucking let loose i'm gonna be upset i'm gonna Who go was on, on there anybody cool on the plane nah 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 it was just it was just me Who and you i sit might even remember that no nah, i don't even remember i was business Fuck class so i got bro. the i got the upgrade of business class luckily right before so there was some goodwill right in it so so I remember I just cried a little bit. I just cried a little bit in the bathroom. You really shed a tear? No. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Because I mean, dude, for, don't forget for that, yeah. when they told me, I mean, uh, but it was 18 months of my life that was on hold, you know, 18 oh, months of my wow. career where it's like, and, 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 you know, they, they do a good job, these networks of making you feel like you're the man and trust me, man, you're right here when the, the reality was, you know, my shit. And the, see, here's, here's, here's why it hurt a little bit more. It's one of those things where it's like, if I'm playing a sport, like when I was, when I was playing basketball, I would rather lose by a hundred then lose by one at the buzzer in overtime because it's like the heart. At least 100, you could be like, all right, it ain't going to happen. Yeah. So when they released the Friday in, in May, when they released, oh, you know, CBS has greenlit these four shows. Um, you know, we, we called, my, my reps called CBS and they were like, you know, thank you for the opportunity. You know, we, we just saw the deadline article. We didn't make it. He said, no, 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 no. The CBS was like, no, no, no. They're going to pick up a fifth show. It's between your show and another show. So he's not out yet. We're, we're negotiating right now. Les Moonves and the powers that be at CBS are all talking about, and it took two hours. 
but they picked the other show. No. So what so was the other show? The other show was um it wasn't that Malcolm in the Middle, was no, it? No, no, no. The other <laughs> show was was Living Biblically. It got canceled after three episodes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. The other show was Dude, and Living Biblically <laughs> is hard, bro. Yeah. First of Yo, all, you're trying to do it right now, forty three days in. Dude, you got you gotta buy a bunch of robes. <laughs> Yo. You know? Yeah, you, you gotta, gotta hide your favorite friend behind a rock. You, no matter what the temperatures, you gotta go out there in sandals. Oh, li- yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, living this shit got canceled immediately. Um, wow. so, Who was in it? So, I don't fucking know, man. Oh, but it's man. just that shit got canceled immediately. And I was just like, yo, lost out. Yo, what I are got- some worse shows you could have lost out yo, to? Slacker Cats. I lost- Slacker Cats, yeah. <laughs> I lost- Jamie Kennedy was in that. You could have lost out to Gravity Hunters. Yo, that would have been bad. Yo, living biblically fucking hurt, man. <laughs> but, uh, yo, Did you watch Living Biblically? Yeah, I, wa- I-, I honestly watched it really with an open mind like a true <laughs> open mind and i was like yo is it just me or does this shit suck dick and they were like my boys were like yo this is the worst tv show i've ever fucking seen and then i waited the next day to like you know like they, they released like you know they put it out they released the ratings and you know like all variety.com deadline you know their first episode of a tv show that yeah. you know they were fucking hating on it uh, they were like who green so when somebody some thoughts and prayers buddy wrote on variety yeah uh, so it's like it said cbs takes a dump on Monday nights <laughs> with new pickup of Living Biblically. That's what one of the headlines was. Look, man, and I was like, shit. That's hectic. You know? I lo- look, I like the Bible, but I'm just saying, if you get yeah. Living Biblically in a city. It's a whack title, too. Yeah. But I guess they feel like middle America, you know, they live biblically, like Iowa but live they biblically have no as fuck. Way to con- that's another problem yeah. with Hollywood, man. Yeah. I've said this. The people that work in Hollywood are third, fourth, fifth generation. Right. You know, and it's a predominantly Jewish. I mean, it's a Jewish yeah. business. It's Absolutely. just like... You know, and so it's like they don't have that much of a connection to. Yeah. Well, they used to some. It used to be people that had moved. You know, people that had moved to Los Angeles or New York sure. from other parts of America. Right. But now it's just third, fourth generation. So yeah, a lot of these people don't even know anyone. Right. They've never been to visit a family right. member in different parts of America. Know. So they have no way. So of course, a show like Living Biblically, Biblically. Yeah. To some mutant that has no idea <laughs> what a half of America is like, and it's like, like, oh, that sounds good. Like Los Angeles too, and many parts of New York now, they feel like little islands off the coast of real America. Like you yeah. said, it's so disconnected oh wow they really do it's like little islands off the because the actual real america doesn't you know the actual real america doesn't give a fuck if there's a transgender asian lead in a pilot they just want to be funny if the transgender asian lead is funny they're gonna fuck with your show but they don't give a fuck so so these people sit in these towers and you know first of all some of the people making decisions on my cbs show were in the accounting department three years ago and i'm not saying that to be funny i'm talking about there was a dude who was giving me notes on my comedy who was in the accounting department of cbs three years prior and just somehow moved up so it was like so the one thing that i took away from it the the lesson that i have because i really did learn shit you know there's this there i feel like there's you only learn through pain right that that's really what i believe so so when i went through that pain man uh, you know it, it hurt and then but what i learned was this i realized looking back in hindsight so many times i overrode my own gut I overrode my gut in the sense that I would let a CPS person mm-hmm. tell me, hey, it would be funnier if you did this, and it would be funnier if you do that, and your comedy should be about this. And I listened to them because I said, you know what? I'm going to listen to them, and then I'm going to get my pilot on the air because it's exactly what they want, and then my, and then I can and then I can do what I want. speak up myself. And they, the worst feeling in the world was not only having my pilot not picked up, but looking at it, and even though I was proud of it because the guys I created it with who created How I Met Your Mother were great dudes, but... 
when 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 I looked at it, I said, you know what? This was their this was the, it turned into their comedy. Wow! And I was like, I'll never do that again. Like right now, I got a cartoon in development with with uh, Comedy, comedy Central, Central, right? About my life, and it's like I'm good. I can work with teams. I'll listen. I'll listen. I'll take a joke from somebody off the street because you never know. Gold is gold. It's out there. But if my gut is telling me no, this is not funny or no, this is not going to work, then I'm not going to override it anymore. I'm going to say, nope, this is what I want because I want to at least live and die with my decisions, not somebody else's decisions that yeah. I made because I thought it would help my career and it didn't. And I learned that I learned that the hard way. But do, now it's because I hear this a lot because we're doing a, a pilot right now with Comedy Central uh, called Man Up and it's based on like nice. people Scripted call show? into the podcast. No, it's unscripted. Oh. Oh. So we had three digital episodes and they're online and a lot of our fans know or a lot of our you know, the crew that listens know about them, but um, it's like yep, people call into the podcast and then we get, meet up in person and try to help them with some sort of situation that's going on in their right. life. And maybe not help, but just be part of their life. That's dope. You know, so, um, but yeah, there's some ideas where I'm like, oh, I know this would be super funny. And right. then I've gotten other ideas from the network to like, well, why don't we do this? And yeah. sometimes I'm like, and then the producers will be like, well, if you do what they are saying, right. then they, because they're yeah. going to be some of the ones that are going to make the decision. That ain't true, though. Because the truth is, the truth is, well, first thing I'll say this, and I mean this, I'm not just saying this because I have a special on them and I have an overall deal with them. I, I truly, from my heart, the co the executives I've worked with, at least in New York, on com at Comedy Central, and I know some LA dudes, and they're all, I put them in the same vein. They are about funny first, and they at least are very experienced in their job like you're not like almost all the executives at comedy central come from a comedy background they right. weren't in the accounting department two years ago yeah so they know comedy but still if it's gut for you feels wrong then you have to override them but i know more than any other executive I've ever worked with comedy central knows what they're doing mm. um but you know i feel like i feel like yeah so like if if but if, but if it feels wrong to you then yeah i mean there's nothing there's nothing you could do about it you know? because they tell you they're like oh well you're gonna have um you know, you're going to have, if you do this, the, if they like, you know, you kind of want to appease them some because yeah. you want to get what they want. You don't want to give them something that seems so foreign to them. Well, you know, what's another thing, too? It's like, you know, with the, when you, you said, think there's some truth to that. I do, because I think when your producer said to you, oh, give like, um, you know, uh, uh, do what they say, because these are going to be the people making decisions. The truth of the matter is, even with the most even with the most seasoned comedy executives, and this is, I'm sure this is true in drama and all that too, but I can only speak for comedy, comedy executives, they don't know what they want. They don't know. They only know what they want when you show them. Mm. So they could say, oh, how about this? You know what, Theo? I think I think you should have that plan over here, and that would be funny. But if you just say, you go rogue, and you say, you know what? I'm putting the fucking plan where I want to put the plan. All of a sudden, you're like, that's genius. And then they pick up your shit. Because right. a lot of times, they're going in blind. They, don't know, they have no idea what they want until you show it to them. Mm. You know, and I learned that when I was casting my pilot, where I was like, because I was on the other side of the camera wow. with CBS. So I, was, I, I, I watched hundreds of audition tapes, hundreds, and dealt with hundreds of people coming in and out. And everybody that pretty much came in, you know, to be honest with you, there was three, there was three of the parts. I wanted somebody else because I was like, when they came in, I was like, no, this is the person. This has got to be the person, but they overrode me because they wanted big celebrities. And 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 I get it. I get it's a business too. I get everything can't be about the art. I get right. show business. I, I but stacking things with celebrities is so limiting these days. I yeah. feel like it's like it's just like even with the election, it's like you know they just they're like you know Hollywood controls so much, and so it's yeah. like all the celebrities are like we're gonna we yeah. all gonna get on the same thing, but get listen, on the same man, train, and it didn't work because most of America knows it's fake, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. We just know we could. It's very easy to see. 
the bullshit. Like These it's days. very it's very easy to see when you're in a where you're in an award show, when you're watching an award show, the Oscars, the Golden Globes, whatever, and these celebrities just going up there patting themselves on the back and just being windbags. Me mad, it's man. so infuriating because you know it's fake. Because you know when they go home, they're probably using plastic straws and they don't give a fuck about the turtles. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh well, ten years ago it was like gas efficient cars, and now it does, that that's not even a thing. That's anymore. That's not trendy anymore. Like nobody you know? shows up to Priuses and all of yeah, these man, events it, and stuff. It's but just yeah, it makes me mad. It's man. just whack, and I think most most of the country sees the bullshit. I most agree. most of us do. I agree. Um, you know, but I've been punching the face a lot. You've been punching the face a lot. Like I live my life in the gray zone because you know what it is. It's like somebody on Twitter, you know, that wants to stand by his or her opinions. It's like, yeah, you could stand by your opinions and start blocking people, but the truth is, the shit hasn't gotten violent for you. Because right. I would like, if you're a real fucking martyr, then say what you just said to the op- to a person to to somebody who doesn't agree with you to their face, and then see what see if you really stand by your opinion. Yeah, I've been hit so much. That I fucking, you know, I know, man. It's like, you listen, man, I got I got opinions, but I'm not standing by anything. Like, you know what I mean? Once you put those fists up, if you want me to change my tune, the tune will be changed, playboy. <laughs> yeah, man. It's yeah. A, I mean, it's definitely, it definitely is like the Wild West. Sorry uh, to interrupt the episode, but I got to know, are you one of the 64% of Americans that drink coffee daily? Well, if you are, why not try and have a new experience? And I'm talking about Four Sigmatic. Let me introduce you to my friends at Four Sigmatic. They've been making drinking mushrooms a thing since 2012. That's right, drinking mushrooms. Now, I'm not talking about them them brain boomers that'll get you high and have you out there trying to, you know, rearrange your cousin's cat. I'm talking that Four Sigmatic sells mushroom coffee that actually tastes great and it's damn good for you. Mushroom coffee has half the caffeine of regular coffee, but it's truly magical. It has lion's mane and chaga. Those are two rock star shrooms. Lion's mane is my favorite functional mushroom. I can't get enough of it. And it's your brain's best friend. If you think about something, if you can't, try lion's mane. It will help you think. Now, chaga, on the other hand, it's a winter necessity. Why be running around without chaga in you when you could have chaga in you? Chaga helps support your immune system because who has time to get sick? Mushroom coffee comes in easy-to-use, single-carry serving packets. You can stash them at your desk, in your gym bag, whatever. You get some hot water, you just dump it right in and mix it. Bam. And I promise you, it is good. It is good. I drink them daily. Oh, did I mention that it's USDA organic and it's paleo certified, has zero grams of sugar and zero calories, just a whole lot of power. And we have a special offer for our listeners this week. This past weekend, listeners receive 15% off Four Sigmatic purchase. That's right. Go to F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com slash weekend or use the discount code weekend at checkout. That's foursigmatic.com slash weekend or use promo code weekend at checkout for 15% off. Now back to me and Chris. I mean, I feel so grateful. I don't even know how I happened into like, you know, um, I mean, I know I did a lot of work over the years doing yeah. stand up. Um, but you did your thing, man. You just, you know, and now, and now look, and it's a beautiful thing because now it's like you have an opportunity to like, be out here for like long format stuff. People get to know you that feel like they're a part of your family. Yeah. And then they come out to the shows, man, and you'll never lose them. You'll never lose the fans. I, mean, I you get could, to have people like you on that I think are funny. Dude, you could do something fucked up tomorrow. 
and maybe you'll lose ads on the podcast. Yeah, but you ain't gonna you, you ain't gonna lose your fans. What do you think I would do? They'd be fucked up. An honest crime you could see me doing. Let me An take the hat. Honest, off so real guess. shit that yeah. I could see you doing. A real Are, crime, and then I'm gonna tell you a couple about you. Yeah. Okay. So like a guy like you. Well, first of all, you look like you're on crystal meth. <laughs> like you know what I mean. Okay. Like I know you're not, but like you look like 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 it would be it would be shocking to me that a guy that looks like you isn't using crystal <laughs> oh, meth. Like I'd be I'm in shock that you're not. Why? Because there's not a t-shirt under the sweater. Well, because well, it's yeah. just sweater to skin. It's That's sweater a, to skin. Yeah, and really like and just like the hair and the beard. It's like it's like you just look it's like kind of beard. Well, yeah, whatever. Like a little the, bit of hair. You know, he's got like a Civil War head. You know what I mean? And it just, <laughs> it, just it just looks like like you use drugs to like. <laughs> Like get through your pain you know what i mean so i would think so i so definitely like robbing a liquor store is what you look you have that robbing a liquor store look you also look like you could be like you're you're a suspect you look like you're in any making a murderous shit like you're on the list for sure you're on the short list so i would say one of those either a murder suspect or robbing a bank but i think like an actual crime you could actually do like with who you are as theo not on drugs like la like as theo von right now so i think you i could see you um being being a distracted driver texting and kill a mentally challenged okay, person. Wow. That's what I could see you doing. And then leaving the scene of the accident. Oh. Yeah, I could see you doing that. And but then do you, I leave with them? Do I put them back yeah, in my car? Yeah, and then as an attempt to cover yeah, like And you then I raise them at home. Exactly. <laughs> oh, but that's I could, a good movie. But you, idea. Could, but you could lose a sponsor for that. Yeah. Yeah, you may lose an ad. But, but what about years later when I reintroduce him to society and he dope. can fucking dance? Yeah, I mean it's like <laughs> like that movie Nell. Remember yeah. that movie Yeah, it was just raised by wolves. And that's yeah. the song at the end. If I asked you to dance. Fuck and it's yeah. me wheeling him out into a gymnasium. Yeah. yeah, dude. His parents haven't seen him for years, and they're not even excited to see him. Yeah. And I wheel him out there, dude. and he gets up and just, Would you save my soul tonight? tonight? I can be. And then he fucking yeah. just pirouettes. Pirouette, yeah, in his wheelchair. Wow. That, Beautiful. That's, that's the crime I could see you do. Yeah, dude. Yeah, what about me? <laughs> Two gay guys in the stands just hold a lighter up. Yeah. It's like, chill out, fellas, you know? Yeah. This boy's mine. What about me? What do you think I could do? Let me think. I could see you being like a. Obviously, you seem like a dude that works at a toll booth that fucking always right. tells people he's going to do something different. Like on your lunch break, you tell all the black ladies you're going to be doing something different, but <laughs> yeah. you still keep coming back. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you always pocket a couple of quarters. You think you have a scheme? It's like stealing like seventy five <laughs> cents a day. Yeah, and stacking it up at home for like a big adventure. Yeah, you know? I live with my mother for sure. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna head <laughs> yeah. down to Atlantic yeah. City. Yeah, so petty crime like that, seventy five cents a day right. crime. I could see you doing. Yeah. Um. What else? I could see you uh, going into the Air Force. I could see you doing some like AWOL type of shit. Right, right, yeah. Like yeah. going rogue, going to another country, going yeah. to Afghanistan or Saddam. Um, doing some shit like that. Hussein, yeah, or somewhere Iraq. And just like because like because I just want to defend freedom and defend my country, I'm killing innocent women and children yeah, some in the home, Middle East. Yeah, yeah, some dirty homeland type of yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, Next thing you're over there in a fucking sweat lodge, dude. Yeah. Just, just drinking curry through a yeah. straw. ISIS gets me. They try to, I got, But I got such a big head that I, I just keep fucking up their beheading videos. Yeah, I got like a size eight hat head. I could see you, yeah, yeah getting in a, a lawsuit with new era hats because they don't have <laughs> yeah. a proper fit. Yo, I got a big ass head, man. You're Dutch, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I, no, I'm not Dutch. Actually, I thought my whole life I was Italian and German, like every other you yeah. know white piece of shit on the East Coast. But I found that I'm like seventy percent German. Wow. Yeah, mostly German. So, so you were kind of right. A little while, wow, yeah, that's all crazy. right. Um, yeah. What are some? Uh, what's the Louis C.K. situation like in New York? Is it different than it is out here? I, well, I don't know. I mean, he doesn't really come. You don't really. He doesn't pop up out here, right? No, I heard one. I, you yeah. know what? There was one night where I heard that he was at like the Lyric Theater or something, and this was about six weeks ago. But that's, I, I just heard it from one person, and so I don't know if that's true. Yeah, he pops up, you know, around like Comedy Cellar and shows like that, and it's just like you know, it's one of those things. I think the main difference that I see now is he doesn't really hang out. 
He just comes, does his spot, and leaves. Does he seem nervous? Um, you know, and just vibe, you know, just by just vibe. vibe. You get a I lot would, by vibe. I, I would say the the first night I was there, the first night he came back, he was he was nervous for sure. For uh, I think even he would admit that. How could you not be? Yeah. Um, but now he, not so much. I mean, he's you know buried in his notes, kind of writing thing comes out. You know, he's got to deal with every time he goes up, people will walk out and leave. You know, he's going to have to probably deal with that for as much as he comes in unannounced to a comedy club. He's going to have to deal with people being like, we want our money back. It's just, you know, it's just what it is in society right now. Um, but uh, every to be honest with you, man, every time he goes up, he murders. He, he rips like the people there. They they because it's like it's good jokes. It's like it's like, look. You know, Bill Cosby's in prison because what he did was a crime, and, and he doesn't deserve a, a, a chance. Well, and and maybe he would after he's rehabilitated in prison. That's what these laws are. That's why we have laws. Then, yeah, hypothetically, he should be allowed to come back because he did his time. Louis C.K. never committed a crime. Right. For sure, what he did was outside the fringes of what's normally socially accepted. Well, it's hella behavior. vegan, too. Jerking off on a plant is hella fucking hella vegan, vegan, dude. Too. Yeah, and he putting that net. Yeah, and look at, I mean, yeah, it's bro. energy into energy, and Los bro. Feliz, that's a soup out here yeah. in fucking, you know. <laughs> yeah, man. I'd eat that. In North Hollywood, bro. Yo. I'd have a little. I'm not going to have a lot. Yeah. But it's like, you know, what the shit, of course it was, you know, uh, you know. Right. The media definitely got a hold of him. He definitely. Scott doesn't deserve to lose his life and his career. Not even fucking close. Definitely power. Yeah. And he always, I, I, whenever I saw him, he seemed like he had a real hard ego. Like, just like, yeah. but he was also the biggest comedian. Like, yeah. A, like, real comedian. Yeah, think about Burke. how hard it is to be at the top like that. Everybody asking you for shit, wanting shit from you. So, look, man, I don't know Louis too well. The, the few times I have been around him, he's been kind to me. You know, he really has been. And, um, but, you know, I, yeah, I know, like, the situations that he put some people in, it wasn't right, but it's not a crime. And it, he doesn't lo- d- deserve to lose his career over it. Yeah. I don't think so, man. I think if you commit a crime, then yeah. You, you, like Cosby, is what happened to Cosby is right. Harvey yeah. Weinstein, these guys, if shit's proven, you should go to jail for that. Yeah, he got caught up in that. The, you know, he definitely was in that tidal wave of yeah. stuff that was going on at the same time. Yeah, man. So um, it's like, but look, rules have changed now. I think the positive things about all these movements is I know at some, you know, there's people that take advantage of them. And then the media wants to jump on that, too. And people want to jump on that. But look, things have changed, man. I'll tell you what. I've always respected women, you know. Mm-hmm. Always, I grew up around all women, but like, I certainly it won- made me think about my actions. Exactly, it's yeah. like made and me think, good. like, you know what? The way I was in 2010, I still wasn't not raping anybody or assaulting anyone, but I maybe wasn't as um, self aware as I am now. Yeah. So that's positive. I think that's ultimately what they wanted. You yeah. know, oh, but, there's definitely some but, positives. Yeah, there's always, but you know, there's always going to be because pe- it's like you know, people walk around in fear now and say, "Oh, if guys say I can't do anything." And it's like, well, you can't be an asshole. Well, if, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, if if some girl well, comes me- accusing me of shit, it's like it's not going to be true. Well, you know what I mean? Me I don't think, do any. It made me think about my sit when, like, it made me think about like it made me think about a couple things. It made me think like, wow, it did make me look at myself. Yeah, you know, a couple things. Even some of these movements, like when the Black Lives Matter stuff was happening, was real. You know, big, more popular. Right. Um. You know, it, that was a time like when tr- you know the Trump was running for president, and everybody sure. was like really divided. And that's a that's a time when I felt like, dude, there's nobody even in. Like I came all the way to L.A. to be, a, you know, I felt like I was grew up really a Democrat. You know, sure. like I grew up poor. I grew Southern up Democrat. Yeah, opportunities. You know, yeah. I grew up. Uh, you know, never liked the rich really because right. they. The one thing I didn't like about the rich was that if one of them got in trouble for something. They were able to get out of it. Right. Before, it never got to the papers the next day. It never. Sure. In the middle of the night, there was some phone calls Money made. Talks. And they were able to get through yeah. it. Somebody knew somebody. And that's the thing that always, because then there was no consequence right. for them. Right. And so that always just made me so angry. Right. But anyways, but then I get out to LA and then I'm suddenly I'm like, 
you know, looked at as like, um, you know, everybody just immediately is like, oh, well, this guy's just a redneck. This guy's an idiot. Right. You know, just because the way that I sound or just because sure. like you get my, judged. Yeah, because of my skin. And it made me and, and I couldn't I was like, I, there's not even any roles for me here. You right. know, right. Like whenever they even championed a southern comedian and so, so but that's what i'm since saying since when larry the cable got that, that jeff fox that's 25 20 years, years ago but that but that's what i'm saying that's why i think what you did is so great because you just built your own way yeah and that's thank god we have the opportunity to do that in 2019 because if this was 1999 you would be fucked right you know that's now you're point. not you but know? now it made me think but in 99 i think you still have some opportunities they had like shit like the torkelson's and fucking yeah some other shows they had living biblically yeah well, yeah <laughs> yo that shit was a just the shit. 10 of us i mean yo, they're all you women guys but make some dumb decisions i'm saying that publicly Publicly, CBS. Oh, dude. <laughs> Yo, should have kept your boy. These people, look, I can't even imagine the number of bad shows that have been passed around these troubled rooms. Yeah. Like, that's the a show I could have been on the dang Torkelson. I would have definitely that. made that up. Yeah. I look no, like was, a, yeah, with the kid with the blue pants. I thought it was a group of people. I thought it was like a, a cartoon of like uh, seahorses. What station but, was it on? Oh, I don't like know. ABC, NBC only, show? We had two stations. It was on one of them. <laughs> yeah. But I remember this. So, this is what I remember. I remember being like, man. Because of how I sound or how I looked, and I'm not gonna have it. I'm not gonna have any opportunities, right? I right. remember really feeling that, and then I was like, "Man, this must be how yeah. black people feel sometimes, probably." Or this must be how yeah. Latinos never complain, really. No, Latinos are gonna hopefully. They I, I hope, off. Yeah. take over the world, bro. Yeah, and I would happily say, "Bienvenidos," because you know? that's why I have they a deserve Port- it. That's why I have a Puerto Rican daughter, man. I'm, I fucking gotten that shit early, man. Like I did that. it for my career, one hundred percent. Because you know I'm a straight white male. We're very easily hateable, and I look like a tiki torch. You know what I mean? I look like the problem. I look like I'm, a, oh, like yeah. I'm an undercover cop. So oh, my yeah. Puerto Rican daughter, man, it's like, what are you going to say to me now? I'm like, fucking, I got my baby Puerto Rican girl. Yeah, you know. Oh, like, you look like definitely like a guy that works at the church that gets busted, 100%. like a church pastor, but the shady one. Yeah, you know, I look like somebody's ex. Yeah, I look like oh, yeah, a, I look yeah. like somebody's ex husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that's what Dude, I. Am. You look like definitely every ex husband in a lifetime movie. <laughs> yeah. like you, you know, you're dating this girl, you love her, and then she's like, oh, I have a kid with this yeah, guy, Darren. Yeah. and it's a you fucking like letdown. You're like, oh fuck, I gotta do this guy's got to be a part of my life yeah you look yeah. like you definitely should carry a lunch pail <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> or like i'm coming up with some like fucking protein infused vodka or some yeah. shit like and it's a dumbass invention but it made me feel like that it brought that it brought right. that the, it, i mean it brought it into my mind and it brought it into my heart i was right. like man this is how yeah somebody must feel if they don't feel like they have an opportunity right and so that was i never would have had that that yeah. Um, and now that's just a, 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 at a macro level, at a micro level. Yeah, some people don't take advantage of their opportunities. Yeah. You know, some you know people have a million opportunities yeah, no matter man. what color their skin are, and they don't, they never really. Do and and like I'm, and like when you just put the product out there, when it's unfiltered, uncensored, it's like just coming from my brain, like as the artist. Like I'm sure you find like like my fan base at the History Hyena podcast. It's very, it's so culturally diverse. Like yeah. it's so culturally diverse. It's crazy. Men, women, all different races, religions, and I'm sure you feel the same because funny is funny man but these executives and these people and these so-called gatekeepers and bloggers want to say oh it, you have to talk about this group or do that it's like yo bro funny is funny has no race it, it's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a universal language it's like that's what brings shit together like my pops old school italian guy right like nowadays in, in 2019 you could blog about him and you could make my father a villain when in reality my dad in 2012 when hurricane sandy happened and it like ravaged new york staten island where my pops lives the coast of Staten Island got fucked up and most of it is like most of it was Latino immigrants and and and, and black people mm. most of it but my dad's house was not touched so my dad rented a U-Haul truck every single day went down there helped out the families and even for two weeks let two separate families stay in his house mm. while they because they had nowhere else to go but 
so, you know, while he was doing that, my dad's just an old school kind of guy, comes from a different world. He was making jokes. Like the guy, one guy's name was Jose. He kept calling him Juan. He kept telling him like, hey, don't steal my silverware. You know, he'd be like, you guys want to play bait? Like just corny old hack yeah. jokes. But the truth is, is like all those families, they love him like he's their dad because he saved their lives for two weeks. Right. So it's like everybody wants to, I feel like, I feel like as a society, we're in defense mode. It's like somebody gets famous. Oh, now we're waiting for that person to fuck up, dig through their tweets. What's going to go wrong? Like with Kevin Hart. Yeah. Oh, go back 10 years to find tweets. Like, well, if you really wanted, if actions spoke, if actions truly spoke louder than words, just that bullshit that they regurgitate, that to be honest, mostly the left regurgitates, yeah. but actions speak louder than words, then you would see Kevin Hart's actions in 10 years finding no tweets but all of a sudden to make the narrative good for you you're going to flip it and say oh now words are louder than actions so it's like what you know you're playing an unwinnable game that's why yeah. having a podcast and having your own fan base is my goal because my pe- i can speak to my people i'm i'm immune to all like you're immune right. to all that shit man yeah. you look at nobody's digging through your tweets and if they are they're your fans right you know what i mean yeah and it's like also like I, I just don't understand how you don't like expect that. Like, how can you be like everybody deserves the opportunity to change? But then you know you're preaching that all the time. But then you're no, there's no empathy for people. There's no it's, like, well, what if somebody does change? Yeah, you know, like how can somebody not change? Like, you should be great. You saw something ten years ago. You don't yeah. see anything now. Yeah, it's like you know, even like you know those you know the Char- the Charlottesville when they had the tiki torture yeah. guys or whatever you know. And but fifty thousand. You know, 60 years ago or something, or 40 years ago, they had, in the 60s, they had, like, a a, a clan rally. I think that had 50,000 people in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, man. Like, what a great progress. Like, Bro. sure, that's fucked up, but it's like, why not be like, oh, the last-ditch effort of, of some maniacs? In 1938, the Nazis sold out Madison Square Garden. My peoples. They did sold they? out They sold out MSG. Damn. Yo, li- How many listen, shows do they do? I don't know, but I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> you can say what you want about Hitler. I'm not a fan, but my man sold tickets. Yeah. The oh, Nazi dude. party was deep. Mm-hmm. He was selling out theaters <laughs> in, in Germany, you know? So, it's, like <laughs> Jeff John Dunham. Yeah. it's like Jeff Dunham. Jeff Dunham. <laughs> Jeff Dunham and Hitler are the same fucking dude. <laughs> it's like John Wilkes Booth, dude. Yeah. Yo, he fucking that dude yo he could act man you know, he, he, <laughs> he could pack out. a theater he packed a theater out man he had he had bars but you know what i mean he killed he killed old old abe <laughs> yeah it is i mean i guess it is kind of freeing to realize like yeah i guess it was like yeah we just have to try and make something else happen of our own you yeah now dude what you're doing well i'm telling you man it's the best it's just like self-start and then you cannot take it away and it's, it's exactly what joe rogan i mean i know joe rogan did a lot of with the fear factor and all that other stuff but i mean <laughs> The, the things that people are hanging their hats on now is things they built, not that somebody else built, not that somebody else is in, in control of. Yeah. Like, you got, who cares? Like, what, even if Louis, let's talk about, let's say Louis C.K., right? If he started a podcast tomorrow. It would be the top podcast. Well, probably be a top podcast, but it's like, he would monetize it instantly and still be able to make, you can't tell him he can't do a podcast. Right. You could tell him he can't be on FX anymore. You could tell him, you know what I mean? He's not doing these commercials. Theaters could close their doors, but you can't, the fucking people, you know, if he speaks to the people, man, it's like, nah. You Let can, the people decide. Absolutely. And then you could be like, hey, listen, if you want to get Louis, Louis C.K. podcast, it's a dollar a month. Trust me. There's thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that would do that just to hear it. Just, yeah. they, just because they're fans of his, of his work. And I'm not advocating for him. I'm just using him as an example where it's like, if, if really in 2019, like you can't be stopped. You know, if, 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 if you put your mind and your will to it and you want to say, this is what I want to do, then you got to just go do it because there's no excuses anymore. Yeah, that's what you Donnell know? Rollins said. And we were just talking about this with Kevin Ealing um, the other day. But yeah, that's what Donnell Rollins said. He said for black people, um, white for anybody, you know, there's just there's no excuses, you know. Yeah. He 
said that he felt like once Barack Obama was president, that like you can't be a black person anymore and say like, oh, I don't have this opportunity. Or right. I still think there should be more opportunities for Latinos though in America. Yeah, bro. like how you don't have a Latino on yeah. the fucking Los Angeles Lakers. Lakers bro? I know. Well, you know what? Here's ninety-nine percent of your <laughs> offense is uh, of your audience of your fans are Latinos, Latinos bro. I know. Well, thing- I want to see fucking Hector out Hector, there. They're shooting a nine-pointer, bro. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Wearing fucking dickies, dog. Yeah. You know? And Converse. Yeah, right. You know, looking sick. And he fucking only gets to shoot nine-pointers, With cigarettes bro. in his ears. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yo. Yeah. Yeah. But that shit would be beautiful, yeah, you well, know? Well, I mean, Latinos, I mean, they're going to be the majority. I believe they're going to be the, the majority um, for the population in our country very soon. I think in the next few years. So, yeah, they certainly need to be more represented. Yeah. But I think, you know everybody's like oh you gotta have this person you gotta have that person it's like well you gotta break down society it's like let's talk numbers here majority of our society is this race or that and majority of our society is you know this sexual orientation and this religion so it's like th- when you talk about television specifically that's what it's geared towards it's like yes you know you have to have everybody represented but you gotta understand there's different percentages of people i think here's the thing here, right. here's how i feel everybody everybody you need to you need to treat every single person fairly and with respect anybody that comes into my life i treat them fairly and with respect i don't care what your orientation yeah. is race religion whatever but when when we go along with this narrative we're all created equal it's not true it's not true it's just not a true thing it's something that is being pushed that's a fucking lie that i think it's unfortunate for like my daughter i'm going to be honest with her I'd be like listen we're not equal okay there's not there's there's and that doesn't mean you don't you treat anyone any differently than anybody else you love and respect everyone yeah and you be friends with everyone but to think that you have the same opportunities as other it's 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 a lie and not in america it's a lie i don't want them bro like when i look yeah. at like you know like you don't really want it like in the yeah. end like it's like you know like in the past year i've had opportunity to be like you know to kind of just be in a different space, you know, right. like even a year and a half ago. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's definitely different, like going and having people come out to the shows. Sure. But it's like, I wouldn't have changed, you know, I don't think I really would have changed anything the more I think about it. It's like the best, like that chip on your shoulder was really was the most enjoyable part of my life. Absolutely. So far. I mean, I don't know the, you know, the joys of having a child or having that sort of thing. Yeah. Yet, but like well, just well, having a, having a, like Joe Rogan's was talking about, they had um, universal income. And where everybody would get a flat amount so that their basic needs were met. Mm-hmm. So then after that, if everybody's basic needs were met, then they could focus more on their well-being. You right. Know? Right. And advancement and stuff like that. You pull that up, a universal basic income? That's that's a dope thing to think about. Right. But what, what is this from? You're saying he, he, he did this? No, it's just been something that's just been kind of discussed. I mean, there, yeah. I don't know if there'd be a way to really fund it. So what, like a socialist kind of experiment? It's kind of a socialist yeah. idea. But then I was thinking about it more. I was thinking about it last night and I was like, but would, where would people, there would, would there be as much incentive? You know, like, right. you you don't have a comeback story then. You don't have Rudy Rudiger. Yeah. You know? No, listen, man. I think like America, the reason why America, everybody wants to come here and it's still the number one country in the world is because it's capitalist. It's yeah. a capitalist society. So it's like, yeah, you have to be, you have to be unbelievably good in this country to get ahead. And there's positives in that. I think, but, all, you know, the, the, the catch-22 is with capitalist society comes greed. I mean, like lawyer, oh, yeah. you know, doctors in England don't need boats. You know what I mean? Like a like a national health care setting, like a doctor's still a great job, but they're making $150,000 a year. Doctors here are multi multi-millionaires. So that's going to change a person and that's going to the evil parts of a person's brain are going to. It's it, it the ego. You, you, you're right. leaving the ego unchecked. So it's inevitable. Um, but I think it, it's hard to say, well. 
let's take that away because that's what makes America America. Right. Like, you can make it here. You can make it anywhere. And the only way that, the only way that that saying remains true is by having capitalism be the thing that's you know governing us. And I think greed is going to become. I just have this thing that greed, this thought that greed is going to become like the bad thing. Right. You right. Know? Yeah. Because it is so. Like at a certain point, it's just dirty. You it's know. Dirty. At a certain point, it's like, what are you doing? Like when you raise kids that have no idea that have never waited a table or never been no, a buddy yeah. bus boy or never yeah. had an experience of like you know being of cert you know like yeah. having to do anything for themselves it just yeah. i don't know you don't get the most out of life that way either like yeah. <clears throat> dude the best parts of my life have really been the shittiest of course dude I, every time i think about comedy you know when i'm thinking when i'm like reminiscing about shit it's always those first two three years when you're like really grinding out doing open mics meeting people seeing everything for the first time i fantasize and romanticize that part of my career because i'm like oh shit like it was a bond there now yeah. it's like sometimes you know you're in a city alone you're on state you're doing shit alone like you know you see your friends popping off but it's from afar it's like back in the day it's like hey if if, if somebody just got passed at a comedy club they would throw a celebration yeah it's it's, it's you know but i think what happened what, what's good about my daughter is things have flipped now in the sense that my daughter's number one my career is number two mm. i still give my whole i give a lot of energy to my career and i want you know i'm, I'm out here right now to do things for my career so i i you know they the only times i step away from my daughter is if it's worth it either financially or if it's going to push the ball ahead in my career because that enhances her life um but i'm not you know some some of my peers i'll notice like that have children you know they'll be like oh man i gotta go on the month i gotta go on the road for a month it's just a job it's like no it's not you fucking idiot you, you don't have to do that you're doing that because you know you th you're, you're putting your career first and what, what happened was when i put my career second number one my career is better than it's it's ever been and it's, it's going up everything's going up so i didn't lose any steam because i still do my work yeah. you know i still i still work at it but it, it kind of made me realize like yeah the ugly parts of our career like the you know the, the the like the loneliness of it or like you know the, the greed or like do i really need to go after everyone on social media do i need to post this thing just to have a chance to go viral right. like how much of myself do i want to sell right you know, do i want to go out in the middle of the street and pull my dick out so it could go viral do i want to do that right and when i put my career second it was the answer was no because the truth is yeah i want to sell out I don't need to sell at arenas, but I like to sell out theaters. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, I, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not one of those guys like I'll do anything to make it. That's not true. Yeah, that's I'll do anything. I'll do anything to like make out that that I see sometimes. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. I worry that I'm just not gonna that I'm gonna run out of good ideas if I don't be a good person. That's like my thing. Well, I think it's caught. I think yeah. Well, that's just positive. I believe a lot in energy now. You know, ever since I ever since I had my kid, like love the energy. Like love is an energy, and it's and it's and it's real and yeah. it's palpable. And I feel it with my daughter. Well, like, mail us some, dude. We need some out here dude, in Los Angeles. Come here. I'm, I'm gonna get. I'll get whatever. It's trouble. You want to see that remote, Dick? We're missing some. No, I do not. Um, today's episode is brought to you by Robinhood. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, all commission free. While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Plus, there is no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data. Place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections, such as 100 Most Popular. 
With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio. Discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Right now, Robinhood is giving listeners of this past weekend a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. Sign up at weekend.robinhood.com. That's right, a free stock like Apple or Sprint or Ford to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at weekend.robinhood.com. I want some fucking home fries, What are we man. talking about, some Nick? Some breakfast potatoes. What are we talking about today? What's in the news today, Nick? Uh, let's see. Um, this happened a little while ago, but uh, okay. it it's kind of uh, relates to this, this podcast. Uh, our man... Chris Hansen. And actually, more news uh, as we record this just broke. He's uh, being evicted from his apartment. Wow. Yeah, what was he doing? Cashing blank checks? Yeah, he got in trouble. Uh, he he bought some merch from a vendor. Okay. Uh, owed him $13,000. Tried to write out two checks to him to pay him back. Kept begging for more time. Those checks bounced, so the guy called the cops, and uh, there's his mugshot. And now- That's a crime if one of your checks bounces? Like, if I wrote a check that bounced, yeah. that's a crime? Yeah, you should call your daughter's school right now. Yeah, because I've had a couple of those puppies <laughs> bounce. Dude, they don't always bounce. I remember they would come back NSF, insufficient funds. Yeah. And I'll I say this, man. I pre- Chris Hansen was on here. On the show? Yeah. Really? And that's he, fucking dope. And it was cool. It was cool. We're yeah, it was a great excited. episode. It was yeah. a fun episode. It was interesting. He seemed like a good dude, right? Warm dude. He did seem like a warm dude. I mean, he probably still is. This doesn't make him a bad dude. No, this doesn't make him a bad dude. Yeah. But he... A pattern of behavior does. A pattern of behavior. And so he had a... You know, he had an experience at a hotel. You know, we put him up for a night in a hotel and flew him out here. Right. 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 So... And that's the only guest that we've done it for. Right. I'm a big Chris Hansen fan. Of course. I wanted him to... You know, I yeah. just wanted to be able to sit down with him and, and chat. Yeah. And, and I don't even think I did that good of an interview, but I think that it was... Uh, you know, I learn as we learn as we go, and but then he like ran up extra nights at like extra stuff at the hotel, like and tried to keep it onto our tab, even though it was oh like what like dinners and drinks and shit like that. Three, we we agreed to only one night. He tried to do three. Say he didn't have his credit card when he left the when he left the hotel. Uh, yeah, yeah huge, the, huge, oh, huge huge room service bills. So this isn't shocking to you, is what you guys are saying? Because it was shocking to me, but. I thought it was a misunderstanding when it happened at the hotel, but then you see but this. But you see this like, and it patter. Yeah, he's he's like right. a anti-hero. He's like catching yeah. predators, but he's a klepto behind the scenes. Yeah. The scenes. This feels like it's got gambling written all over it. Spa, you, you know, know yeah, I mean? he writes some spa treatments. Fun. I don't know if it's a gambling, I think. No, in the sense that you get guys who are compulsive gamblers and gamble their, their funds away do got to do shit like this. It's right. always, I need more time, I need exactly. more time. More time more, as soon as you said that he said, I need more time, mm-hmm. that's gambling. That feels like he's a gambler. Oh, because of time, because if I get this next bet, then yeah, I'll be even. Yeah, it feels like he's, that's what it feels like. But, but I, I could be wrong. Well, yeah, well, the thing that makes me think, it just kind of... I don't know. The first thing I thought was, man, I wouldn't do this to somebody. I wouldn't, you know, have an extra fifteen hundred dollars worth of hotel bill. That's you a know, lot of money, uh, man. Yeah, right. For a couple yeah. of nights at a hotel. Yeah, I, I would and, never um, do that. And not and try to be and you know like. And he never paid you guys back. You, you got girl, footed no, with that bill. We got no. We got literally the according to the girl that helps us, you know, arrange some of this. Um, 
she said like that he was walking out of the hotel and she was on the phone with the guy with the front desk and the lady was literally saying uh mr hansen mr hansen um to wow. have him put down his card his card so he had to yeah so yeah. he had to so wow but i don't and the crazy thing is i don't he didn't seem like if i had to try to call him or try to reach him like he wouldn't have you know kind of tried to answer like he wouldn't have answered the phone it seemed like he would have answered the phone he would have communicated yeah but so yeah it just kind of hurt my feelings a little because it was like oh i wouldn't do that to somebody you know so, so you had a bit be... of a sour taste in your mouth for hansen after that experience before this shit happened yes interesting that's I very did a little bit and he even texted me today i didn't text him back but the sh- when he um yeah you don't text people back you make people feel bad man <laughs> I, I, I had two texts out to you can't wait to see you play boy i'm in la miss you love you and you just wrote back i'll be at the studio in 15 minutes like, yeah you know what i mean i was running late for and, and <laughs> but that was that was uh, but i texted him three days ago yeah that's true <laughs> <You know>? that's <laughs> really really luck, late man yeah dude up, there's bro. enough of attraction between us i don't want you getting any wrong ideas <laughs> Yo. you know but the thing was uh, it was like what but why would you it must be some sort of a. It felt like an addiction that he had compulsion. because yeah, compulsion. That's compulsion, a much better yeah. word. Thanks, Nick. Yeah. yeah, that's what I think could be. Like, yeah, what is he like? Is it to spin? Like, I wonder what that is. You know, to the need to live at a certain yeah. means because we put him up at you know I think it was a Four Seasons somewhere nice somewhere you know? nice yeah. So it was yeah the it it it's, it's probably like, an adrenaline rush. I bet you it's connected to adrenaline, man. Yeah, like, or living a, a, yeah. a, a, a that's the thing that's scary about popularity and about yeah. your ego. Is it, that it, it warps you, man? It's it's almost like people who get extremely famous. It because like that's a mental health issue. Yeah, like being a, a big celebrity is a mental health issue. Yeah. that people like it's almost like quarterbacks. You know, got to take the, the those tests. You know, NFL. You know, NBA rookie camps. They have to go mandatory two week training mandatory about how their life's going to change. That should be with celebrities. You become an A-lister. Yeah. Deadline says you're an A-lister, a variety, whatever. You got to take a fucking take course. Take the fucking you course, You got to take dude. a course, bro. The yeah. Wonderlick. The Wonderlick. Sorry. Yeah, I was about to say the yeah. Wonderlust because I'm a fucking dumb piece of shit. <laughs> no, you're an okay guy. I appreciate it, brother. Uh, well, let me watch the special. You think I look thinner or what do you think? Or I still look fat? Well, the jacket definitely looks like uh, something <laughs> that a trans worker wears. <laughs> yeah. Or somebody that wor- operates transit, you know. Tra- oh, tra- okay. Yeah. A bus driver I thought it was like wears. a transgender jacket. Oh, no. It's definitely like a sexy bus driver. Fuck you yeah, know? dude. Something that, a, something that a bus driver got yeah. their wife or, or husband. That's yeah. by rate. That's by you know yeah crotch 100 percent. yeah yeah man i, I fucking I, it's fake leather too yeah yeah and you got that rare body type i got it i'm built like a conestoga wagon yeah bro know? yeah i got I'm, so i got that rare i'm a letdown for women man I feel, are you yeah because when i take my shirt off it's a mess but you go to the gym all the time i do but i just you know what i mean i just got flubber so there's nothing i could do you know i told you i told you the guy told me i had leading man face best friend body really you know some casting director said you got leading man face best friend body that's a fucked up thing to say, but it was hilarious. Yeah, it, I tweeted it. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah, you got those blue eyes, though, dude. You you look like a handsome guy who kind of got uh, like, yeah, like when he like some elevator doors kind of smashed smashed on him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you, yeah, the blue eyes, the blue eyes are a get out of jail free card. Yeah, dude. well, I think women feel like I can protect them because I'm a bigger dude and whatever. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, I, I noticed like the, the pattern, it's like the first month women are really into me and then it slowly starts to be like, oh, this guy wasn't what I thought he was. Oh, wow. You know, so, but it's all good. <laughs> Do you really notice that pattern? I notice that pattern. Like girls are usually in, they're really in the first few weeks and then they're really out, you know, what after you- that. Like, cause, you know, I, you know, biting my nails, eating my boogers, you know, like uh, doing mm. shit like, you mm. know, like, you know, being too open with them. Like, hey, I slept in the bed with my mom till I was 15, you know, um, yeah. 
be having anxiety, being scared of the dark, not being able to fix shit, you know, having one titty like Jesus. way bigger than the other, um, you know, shit God. like that, you know? Yeah. Farting, yeah. you know, like that's the real me, you know? I'll bite my toenails. Yeah, don't be <laughs> so, don't be the real you, dude, for other people. Yeah. You know, save I, the real you for you. Yeah, yeah. I think. But it's so true. If we were all ourselves, like, you know, if people really knew about all, yeah. and I try to share as much as I can before, you know, sometimes it's like, but if people really knew, like, you know, some of our behaviors, I think now that's yeah. an interesting thing. I think it's okay if people know your fears. Yeah. Because that's something they can really relate to. Right. But some behaviors yeah. make people really sketchy. You yeah, know? man. Like, you know, and, and, and. Like, I met a girl one time. Sorry to interrupt you, but she had, I don't want to forget this, and I will forget. She had, you know, and we dated for a while, and she would wear the same panties, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes she would wear them backwards. Wow. And one time they had like a little kind of duty kind of touch on Interesting. the uh, front. Did she have fumes? I, I don't know what that is, but Fume, like you know, did the did the vag smell and Oh, I don't know. Like that? I don't remember about that. Because that's that. a big thing if a girl has fumes or not. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. She this girl just had switched her underwear around, you know. Yeah, but tried... but that but that may give off some fumes. Yeah. Well <laughs> the, when I see them switch, yeah. I'm out, bro. You're out. You were just yeah. out immediately. I'm not a, yeah. yeah. I'm not some guy who's letting a Yo, girl you're fucked up, dude. First of all, that is straight up how they make pink eye. Okay. Right. That dude, is I, where it's made. I had pink eye the other day, it was fucking wild. And Did I had you? a big ass sty in my eye. Yeah, it was from farting oh. on my phone. Oh, <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. oh my god that bro. shit was wet right yo my fans what? call me chrissy well farts do they <laughs> yo, really because my shit sound like they're in a well underwater ass crack yeah i got a deep 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 asshole man that's do what it is really? yeah yeah i had to get a colonoscopy oh wow yeah the doctor because he i was telling him like I, I played some audio on my farts and i sent him some pictures of my shits in the office and he was like we need to take a look and when they went in there, he said, take I was, a look. he said I was all it? good. So, Jerry Nasser was at that fucking gymnastics. <laughs> yeah, Larry Nasser. Larry Nasser. He said we gotta take he said we gotta take a look. And then Jesus. he told me he said everything's fine, but he said, you know, in clinical terms, he said I have a very deep, deep rectum. Oh wow. So he said that's what's causing the sounds of the farts. It's pretty cool. Rectum Shit. damn near killed him. That's Chris Farley. <laughs> yeah. Um did he say that line, Rectum damn near killed him? Sounds familiar. Um, Nick's sister does uh, colonoscopies. Oh, she's a GI doctor? Uh, no, she's she's no, not. She's <laughs> just running freelance, bro. Oh, wow. She, that colonoscopy's uh, colonics. Oh, colonics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that cleans your whole shit out. You but can pretty much just come off the street. Yeah. yeah. I mean, basically, the van will pull up. <laughs> you <laughs> you, know? Know. you ever done one of those? You ever got your shit cleaned out like that? No, dude. I'll let God do what he needs to do inside of my body. You right, know right. what I'm saying? I'm li well, I'm living yeah. biblically. Living yeah. biblically. I'm living biblically. What a piece of shit. Um, do we have some questions that came in for Chris, Nick? When was the last time you cried? Like sobbing. Like really cried. First of all, that guy looks like a sexy member of ISIS. <laughs> right? Doesn't he just look like a handsome <laughs> terrorist? Does. Can we pull him Looks back like up? a handsome terrorist, that fucking guy. God. <laughs> Cry. Yeah. Yeah. Just a fucking hot... Just model for a jihad. Yeah, like if terrorists <laughs> wanted to like to take you on like a weekend adventure. Yeah, he would yeah. be the host. You know? He would be the host. <laughs> yeah. Um, the last time I cried, um, the last time I cried was actually about um, five four days ago. Mm -hmm. um, I cried because uh, I was I was I was uh, talking to uh, my kid's mom about uh, about my daughter. And just uh, we were just having a conversation, and I was just telling her like I was just thank I just got emotional. I was just thanking her for giving me Delilah. Oh wow! And then I just started to get like real. I just started to cry, and she was like, you know, she kicked me out, but it's what it is. <laughs> you know, we're not together anymore. That's powerful. So, yeah, but I started to cry. Wow. Will you guys yeah. have another kid? You think you and her? 
if I'm good, it's this how wild I am and just how, how I feel. If I'm going to have another child, I'd prefer to be with her. I don't yeah. want my daughter to have different moms. You know, yeah. I, I don't want my daughter's sibling to have a different mom. Yeah. So it's like I'd rather if I'm going to, even though even though we're not together, you know, she's she's not interested in that. She doesn't want any more kids. But I, but I, if I was going to have another kid, I'd prefer to be with her. Like, let's do it this way. E- at least even then. if we're not together, and I'm not saying we're getting back together. It's like this. You know what I mean? No, that's she's huge. not. Inter- she's not interested in it. Well, it's so huge because yeah. it's like you know, and that's a sweet. That's a sweet thing, man. I can imagine that. You know, like just, um, you know, feeling like wow, I have this gift, and even though it's my daughter, like I wouldn't have it. Even with this person yeah. that I may not even always get along with perfectly, yeah. But I wouldn't have it. If I it would not have it, and she harbored her life, and she's like the mom is the most important. So sometimes you just got to be thankful, even though like we go through our own bullshit romantically, or we did. Yeah, I, I, I she just needs to be thanked. Yeah, you know, for because the Delilah changed my whole life. Yeah, my dad used to say, "What would he say to us? He would say, oh, um, you got to always love your mother.' That's what he said. Yeah, you got to always love your mother because." Yeah, I think no matter, sometimes even what our moms do to us or they don't do it to us or provide or don't, they, the simple fact that they went through all that is pretty, pretty severe. Pretty severe. Because a woman even, like, you know, women, you know, they get a little bit, they, they really, a lot of their aging happens when they have a child. Sure. Yeah, the child takes, and that's why it's like. Children are burglars, man. Bro, burglars. And that's why, like, you know, that's why I say love is, is powerful and I think can be measured because it's like the kid. The, you know what it does to a woman's body and how much it changes her life the only way that you don't remove it from your life because you could all you could do is not feed it or smother it and it's gone yeah but the only reason like you know like a bug you know you have no attachment to you, fuck it but a bug's a living thing like a child's a living thing but it's like the child there's l- like love love is the energy that keeps that keeps keeps it together mm. and, ke- and keeps keeps your child alive in the beginning you know of course it's nurturing and food and all that but it's really love if you don't have love if you didn't love it, you'll just walk away from it, and the child can do nothing. So it's all love. And that, that probably happens sometimes, too. Oh, absolutely. You hear about it all the time. People leaving their babies out on doorsteps, out in the cold, whatever they do. Yeah. You know? Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Dunkin' um, fucking Donuts. But I like that. I wonder if that, you know, I, I thought about this a couple years ago, if they would have an app that would, um, you could find someone you wanted to start a family with. Yeah. And it was just on that, like, you know, I want to meet somebody to have a kid. Right. Not about the love. It's not really about our connection. Yeah. But to see, like, you know, how do we live close enough? How would we, you know, would this person be a loving enough person to have a child with it? It just seems like a safer play safer sometimes. Play. Yeah. I mean, I guess in some ways, you know, I mean, you're not sharing it with the person, but like, you donate. I've donated my sperm, and I, I was chose not. I don't. Serious, I don't want to be notified. But like somebody's, you know, you they, serious, man? bro? Yeah. And the doctors, what are you doing, bro? Bro, they the doctors told me in there. They said, look, they said, you know, because I got a doctorate degree. They're like, you got a doctorate degree. They're like, so your your sperm will be. Women are going to take the sperm because the bro, level of education. Weird. So you have children out there, probably. Uh, probably, but I, I told them like I don't want to be notified. What the fuck? Yeah, I just want to give. I just want to give that glue You're out. You're a deadbeat dad. I want to bro. give that glue out, bro. <laughs> no, but 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 my point is is like what you just said. It's like when you donate your sperm, like women are out there that are like you know maybe they're a lesbian couple or maybe they just don't want a man in their life, but they want to procreate. So that's kind of what they do. They they they. She looked at my profile. If if someone did pick, they have a picture too. They have everything. They what kind of headshot did you give them? Um, I th- what, was it high school or what was it? No, I took a picture in the office. Dude, I would only donate a little bit of sperm to him. How much did you give him? I gave him one load, man. I gave him oh, one fucking load. load bro? Yeah, I shot it out. What a cheap date, dude. dude I How put much did they give you? Point, um, what did I get? Maybe 125 150 oh <laughs> Yeah, God, yeah. Cash money, what play. Cash money, cuz. 
<laughs> Bro, what a whore. Because I'm fucking... I went out to Applebee's in Times Square. Did you really? Yo, Applebee's in Times Square, they jacked the fucking price up. It's bullshit. If you're ever in New York City, do not go to Applebee's in Times Square. Something that costs $30 for a whole meal in the outer boroughs will cost $30 a burger in yeah. Applebee's in Times Square. They really, there's a really piece of shit move that they do as a corporation. I could see that. Yeah, I'm not, you know. I'm going to go there this year, I think, to New York. Would you do Caroline's if you could do, like, some good shows there? Or would you do... Um, Gotham? Yeah, or no, like a theater. Oh, like me personally? Yeah. Well, I headline, usually I do Gotham. I've mm-hmm. been headlining Gotham. Yeah, I've been to Gotham before, but too. If, but if I, could, if I could sell enough tickets, I would do a theater. Yeah. For sure, I'd do a theater, yeah. What, what's Caroline's like compared room-wise to Gotham? I believe Caroline's maybe could seat a few more people, I believe. And, but 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 audience-wise, like you can have a Times Square audience, so you have a lot of people there who know you, but also a lot of people who are just tour, tourists coming in. Where Gotham Comedy Club is located on 23rd Street and 7th, that's a part of Manhattan that's not really touristy. Right. It's people that live there. Oh, you know what I mean? You can have the neighborhood come out. So it's okay. up to you what you want. Now, what about this, though? Do you... Um, is Caroline's... A, how do you like performing on which stage is better? I haven't been on Caroline's. Personally, I like them both. Um, but personally, I feel comfortable at Gotham just because I've... At, in the lat, lat, you know, the last couple of years, I've been performing there a lot more than Caroline's. But I don't think you can go wrong either way. Caroline's is awesome, too. I mean, it's Caroline's. Is a, they're both iconic New York clubs and the yeah. only places you can go to headline in New York. Yeah, I never been to Caroline's. That's why I was. You never even been inside it. A different experience. I mean, it's dope. It's like right in Times Square. It's fucking huge. Is it? You know, you go down these stairs and whole shit opens up, and the the it's mafia round, so it's kind of old school. Is funny it pretty wide, that. like Gotham, or is it deep, or is it what's it like? It's deeper than Gotham, for sure. Deeper than Gotham. Gotham is wide. Caroline's is deep. Okay. Yeah. Just thinking about that. Yeah. Well, look, I hate to interrupt uh, Chris shamelessly plugging his podcast a million times, but I have to let you know that this past weekend is brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community for creators with more than 25,000 classes in design, business, and more. You'll discover countless ways to fuel your curiosity, creativity, and career. You can take classes in social media marketing, mobile photography, creative writing, even illustration. Think of something that you always wanted to be able to do Now you don't have to go to a four-year college to do it. You can learn it and start a new side business, develop a new side skill. It's all right there at Skillshare. It's there to keep you learning, thriving, and reaching your new goals. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for our This Past Weekend listeners. We are the type of people here at This Past Weekend that continue to evolve. So you can get two months of Skillshare for free. That's right, Skillshare is offering this past weekend listeners two months of unlimited access to over 25,000 classes for free. You can learn anything and everything. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash Theo Vaughn. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash T-H-E-O-V-O-N to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash Theo Vaughn. Onward. And now back to myself and Mr. Chris. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that Chris Hansen thing. I don't know if I should. Maybe I should. Uh, I don't know if I should. I, I don't. I don't need to reach out to him. And sh- you think? What did he text? Th- what did he text you? He just texted. I don't think. I don't think it's 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 not on you anymore, man. You know. I mean, when did he text you? He's probably asking for money. Months ago. He was asking for Lou. <laughs> or months ago. No, yeah. that'd have been great though if he was. 
Um, as long as as long oh, as your check cleared from him, we had a question. He was he was going to push the show and stuff like that. He didn't technically like this week. Uh, oh, I thought you said did that. he ever push the show out? Did he do it? No, he didn't. Oh yeah. No. Uh, we had a question that came in, in the last hour for Chris, so I haven't even heard it. Okay, let's fire let's that play. one. In. Hey Theo, hey Chris, this is Landon from Kansas City, Missouri, and uh, I was calling in about a question for Chris, but uh, first I just wanted to start by saying that I seen Theo on your little show there, Chris, and you were making fun of the Rat King's hair. You better leave it alone. You better leave him alone, alright? I just wanted to say that you look Dutch, and you look like an aerodynamic Dutch person at that. You sure do. Please have a question. But uh... (laughs) On another note, I just wanted to know how old were you when you got into comedy, and uh, what what attracted you to comedy? Thank you. First of all, wow. that kid—that's one of your fans—is a fucking menace. Yeah, and needs that's to my be on a leash. Boy, right there, yeah. dude. What do you mean? It's probably your son, dude. You've been Yo, fucking fuck spraying it. out everywhere. Somebody needs to fucking start pumping Ritalin through that dude's air conditioner vents. He looks, needs to calm the fuck down. That kid looks just like you, bucko. No, that kid. Look at his nose, man. He's got he's got lumped the fuck up. Bro, it's what happens when you're you know when you don't know who your dad is, dude. Kids yeah. beat you up a lot. I like this kid though. Um, he's a good kid. <laughs> I, like kid. <laughs> I liked it. This is my kind of kid. Um, he, I, my, I started comedy when I was uh, 25 years old. Is the age I started, and then wow. um, I was do, still doing physical therapy. I'm sorry, 24. I was still doing physical therapy uh, until I was about 28, and then I started doing professionally since 28. 28 years old. Yeah. Um, I was trying to think of what else I was. going to talk How old are you? About. 30. I'm 38. 38. Yeah, I'm 34. Yeah. We're about the same age, bro. Yeah. Do you ever think about leaning into the doctorate thing and being like a some type of funny, like a Doctor Drew type cat, or, or like a Doctor Oz? Like yeah. I feel like you got more qualifications than that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. Oh yeah, I could see you having some hilarious physical therapy videos online. <laughs> yeah, hilarious. hilarious. I should actually do. Yeah, for my career, I should do that fucking shit for real. That's that. Oh, that's my next show. That's my next idea. That'd be good, fun. Good. I'm yeah. on that. Yeah, producer. You're a producer. Yeah, done. Getting straightened, straightened, straightened out. Yeah, fuck yeah, yeah, straightened <laughs> out. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I've or never... just start looking for kids that look like you and fucking. <laughs> Where do they mail the sperm to? What? Give me a little bit more on the sperm before you go off on this guy's question. I that shot wasn't even any good. You know, I just whatever. I, you know, I splooged into the tube. And uh, what is it like in there? They got a tube. Do you got different tubes? You have two tube? options, man. You could either get um, your prostate pushed on, like a nurse will come in and professionally do it, and you just splooge it out. It's just like you're lying. I swear to God, like it, it, it's like a technique that these these nurses are just good at. Damn. Just get the splooge out if you That's don't want to masturbate, arts, bro. If I've ever heard a dude somebody pushing and what yeah. you got an ass, like yeah. a button in your ass, yeah. Oh. And then the other one is they got um, th- you go into this room and they got um, they got a. Uh, uh, like nudie mags and all that, and then they give you the Wi-Fi. Oh, and my God. place had the Wi-Fi, and you could, uh, you know, um, jerk Look off on your phone. Yeah, yeah, what no the problem. Fuck, how yeah. ha- is it like a house or is it a doctor's? It office? was a doctor's office, so it was like just like you know, you know, secure. I'm not coming in a place like that, I would come at somebody's house if it were like a de- you know, like yeah, if you have your own room or something. Yeah. I'm not gonna just. In a doctor's, doctor's office? office, and what you just let him walk out of the room? <laughs> yeah, with I it? just can't, like it's if he peeing in a cup, man. I just came with my glue. What yeah, is, yeah, that's so bizarre. Though, doesn't that feel crazy? To it you felt know? wild. If, well, the reason why it all started is because when I got uh, my my kid's mom got pregnant, you know, she had taken like a Plan B after it, and I had gotten oh, another yeah. girl pregnant like four years before that. So it was like this, and she was on birth control. So it was like some weird shit. And the doctor, the OBGYN, was like, you know, you should get your sperm checked. Like that, that that's that's abnormal. So I went and got my sperm checked, and I, and I donated it, mm-hmm. and so they had it, and then. 
when I donated it, they called me into the office like three days later. And then we say good bat. They had a good bat. Well, they said to me like there was three doctors that came in and they said, "Listen, the f- they opened up. They said, where were you born?" And I said, "Queens, St. John's Hospital, Queens, New York." They said, "Are you sure?" I said, "One hundred percent." And they're like, "Well, like you verify it. Can you verify it with your mom or dad?" And I said, "Yeah." And I why called, they thought you were somebody else? Well, I called my mom and I was like, "Where was I born?" And she said, "St. John's Hospital, Queens, New York." And I said, "Are you sure you're not lying to me? Like I wasn't adopted?" She's like, "No, you weren't. I swear to God, you weren't adopted." So I said, what's going on? I started to get nervous. And he said, well, I have three times the amount of sperm in every load. I mean, he was, you know, he was, I, I forgot what technical what term he is. What a creep. Who is yeah. the guy? No, he's a guy? Say his name. He's a guy. He was a guy. He was a guy. <laughs> Chris Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so, so he told me I have three times the amount of sperm. Oh. He said, so he asked me if I was born in um, How did they Chernobyl. notice by how much it weighs? Like, can they just. Well, there's a microscope, but they, at, they said the only oh, time they've microscope. ever seen that like abnormality and mutation of the sperm is is a child who's been born near a nuclear reactor. No So they way. thought maybe I was born in Russia near Chernobyl, and then they thought that maybe I had a tumor on something, but what they found out was is that I have an overactive Cowper's gland, it's called. Cowper's gland is like what makes your sperm. Mm-hmm. And so my, my thing is, is I make a lot of sperm. You got that hot Cowper's. So I, can, so I got that hot Cowper's. So I can get a girl pregnant. The doctor explained to me, they said, you're the guy, if a girl's looking to conceive a child, she wants a guy like you. But if you're looking to have like just one night stands and have sex all night, mm-hmm. you're not the guy. Because when I shoot it out, it takes a long time for my Cowper's gland to refuel the, my jizz. Oh, and as I've gotten like Cecil old, Fielder, exactly. And as I've <laughs> like gotten it's definitely, it's it's, it's legit. A, I Cecil Fielder, did. <laughs> but it's a little slow. Yeah. So as I've gotten older, it's been taken. It takes longer and longer. So after I, I bust a nut, no matter what, it takes a few days for me to catch an erection again. So, but if I want to have children, I can get girls pregnant instantly. You know, it's going to happen because wow. it's so uh, a very high chance. So you're kind of, yeah, you should do tour India or something. Dude. Yeah, dude. Like you can freaking definitely. Start banging out, right? Or just, I mean, for a hunter, you might as well go door to door and at least know what's going on and get some of the joy out of it. Yeah. Instead of throwing a whole batch to some dude for $125. 150, I just can't believe you don't think more and it of got yourself taxed. than that. Yeah. And it got taxed? <laughs> yeah. <I did>. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's like, in New York, that's like, dude, you're looking at 35 you're looking at 90 bucks. Yeah, bro, I didn't get shit. And did you just drive over there? I dr- uh, no, I took the train. Yeah. Oh yeah, God, it was in Midtown bro. Manhattan. Yeah. Where was this? Auschwitz? Who the fuck takes a train to fucking jerk <laughs> off for 90 bucks? Yo, man, Louis C.K. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. He does it on the train. Yeah. What if, if, what if his closer, Louis C.K.'s closer, when he does another special? Yeah. He's just like, hey, I uh, just want to let everybody know in here. That I'm about to jerk off, right? And you can stay if you want, right? <laughs> yeah. And then the lights just go off. <laughs> I would and he's just on the stage. Love it. I would love it, man. That'd be dope. That'd be tackling the shit head on. And it's called You Can Stay If You Want. You can stay if you want. That's what the special's called. Yeah. Would you watch it? I would 100% watch it. 100%. Would you watch it? I like Louis C.K.'s comedy. Yeah, know? dude, he's yeah. one of the greatest of all time. Would yeah. you watch it in a uh, one of those interactive theaters, like 4D? 100% with those Oculus virtual reality <laughs> okay. goggles yeah. and just get fucking splooged on? 100%. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> no, that's not part of oh, it, Oh, my dude. bad. It's just you would like be able to hear it better. You're my fault, man. I'm hungry. <laughs> dude, yeah. <laughs> Yo, I'm looking to nibble on some shit. I'm hungry, too. Have you eaten? No, you got to go straight to the airport. Yeah, oh. I gotta fucking go. So I would have, I would have loved to hang. Do you see that card right there, Daryl Strawberry? You weren't there that day when I ran into Daryl High on cocaine, were you? No, but he was coked out of his fucking mind. Oh, you were coked out of your mind. Yeah, yeah, I saw the pictures of it. Um, yeah, let's talk about Opie real quick. Yeah, let's do it. Um, when was the last time that you went? Because the show, I, I was out of town, and then the show just shut down. <sighs> 
The last time I went on Opie and Sirius was one of the last time, one of his last episodes. Really? One of the last, yeah, because we're we're pretty cool. But I've done his podcast. He has a podcast now. I do. Oh, I like Opie. I'm grateful. He's giving me great opportunities. I mean, he's just yeah. had a, you know, he had a kind of a sordid ending over there. It yeah, like it something. was. Yeah, it was kind of abrupt and whack. But I still do Jim and Sam too. It's it's all love over there. It's like for the yeah. most part, you know, they may have their issues, but for the comedians, like they've kept us out of it, and like we can. We're free to roam on both dude shows. Yeah. So it's pretty pretty awesome. You know what? That is pretty cool, actually. Uh, that both, yeah. Like, yeah, like Jim and Opie seem to, like, not get along. Yeah. But that, yeah, they never seemed like, oh, you were on that guy's thing. Nah, they don't feel that way, not man. Not petty. No, they ain't petty. They're not petty. At least not for me. Yeah. You know? So it's dope. That's the same, man. Um, do you miss the show? I do. I do. Because I feel like, you know, it was fun. We would go in there in the mornings or afternoons. You know, the vibe was dope. You yeah. know, like we go on YouTube, fuck around, meet all kinds of people. And now it's like, you know, it's a little different in New York. Like, you know, it's like you guys feel like you have like this, you know, you have podcasting networks and you're, you know, Fighter and the Kid is right across the hall. It's not like that in New York. Like people are doing podcasts in their in their apartments or right. in a studio where it's just them. They're sharing office space. So it's like Sirius XM was dope and Opie show was dope because like you would be in there doing somebody else's show and then walk past Opie and he'd call you in. It was like this open door policy. Yeah. That's kind of gone now. So Oh, I felt like it, I'd arrived, man, when I got on that show. Oh, it yeah, was dude. um yeah, it was so nice to be able to just go in there and it was Yeah, and that's how I met you. Yeah. That's how Mark Norman and I even became buddies, even sure. though we grew up in the you know in the yeah. same area. There were so many people I met in there. I got to talk to Danny McBride in there. Hell yeah we were on, on the, the phone. phone. I was with you, yeah. <clears throat> Have you ever met him? I met him one time after that. He was dope? Uh, it was really quick. I just got a pitch with him in Montreal last year. Oh, shit. I was I wonder if he remembers that phone call. Probably not. That was probably the 10th phone call he did that day. And I said something stupid, too. Like, I was, like, something getting a picture. He's like, yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> and I kind of, like, didn't know what to say right before. And I was like, ah, oh, I think I'm going to say this. And then he's like, how's uh, the day? Everything going good for you? You know, we're just yeah. taking a picture. just saying, like, small yeah. talk. And I was like, yeah, man, a lot of ladies up here, you know. Good yeah. thing I brought my dick. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. We're both standing there smiling right after I said that. And it was so uncomfortable. So weird, I felt right? horrible. And right when I didn't get any reaction from him, I was like, I'm never going to be in a movie with him. I'm never going to see Dude. him. I'm never going get, to get to donate sperm in his area. In his area. Dude, the other day I was at I was doing Doug Loves Movies at um, oh, yeah, UCB Franklin, and it was so fun. Doug's a fucking man. And I was doing uh, UCB Franklin, which is like, you know, they're great fans over there, but it's like, you know, they're real PC, and I just forgot. Because New York, you can just say shit. It's not as PC as it is out here. Yeah. But out there, there, I was like telling some story about how like I was at a play once, and like my boys were like, look at this girl's ass. And like, I, like in New York, it's like it gets a laugh, but there they're like, oh... Like it got real uncomfortable yeah. and I started bombing, you know, because like I was just, it was like just objectifying women. And, you know, in New York people, even women would like just laugh. But out there, they were like, you fucking pig piece of shit. Like you're the problem. Yeah. And I was like, oh boy. But it's crazy because as you drive over to the part of town, all the billboards are objectifying women. Of course. Instagram, it's all, it's all bullshit. You know? That's the thing, the theme. Nobody cares. It's all bullshit. It's like, as soon if you're a person that you're like spilling your agenda to me, I'm stay away from you because I'm yeah. like, you're hiding shit. You're just hiding shit. Well, I just hope to be able to just be in a good place in this. I just want to learn as I go, you know, and I just, I mean, I get stressed out. Well, that's one thing that's different recently has just been more stress. You stressed? Why, bro? It's just a lot going on, you know. It's stressful. I don't, you know, and I've never had anybody where I work together. You know, Nick and I worked, you know, so Nick's in here. So, like, sometimes I don't communicate well with him. And then it's like, you know, I'm stressed. And then it's like, yeah, but you know what, <clears> the man? The only person I talk to, I mean, Nick's like pretty much my girlfriend almost, <laughs> yeah. you know. But you do, I mean, you're making money now. You're doing like real shit. You're doing what you want. You can do whatever you want now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so I don't know. So I don't know what it is sometimes. It's like, well, what's making well, me. Well, just think about just, 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 you know. 
Ask 10 years ago, Theo, if he would be stressed. If, if you told Theo of 10 years ago, you're going to have all this, I think he would be like, oh my God, I'd be over the moon. If, if you told me I could have that, I'd have no problems. Well, now you're here. Yeah. So now you're just creating problems. You don't have any problems. Yeah. You, you've, you've made it in many ways. Yeah. So you should just take comfort in that and just, you know, because there's a lot of people that would do anything to have what you have. So I think it's, it's important for us to check ourselves right. every, you know, so often, every two, three months, whatever you want to do calibrate it but you got to check yourself and be like oh how would the how would the older how would that latest version of me feel about what this new version has they'd probably be happy about it mm. so let's take comfort in that yeah it's new problems but it's all good problems yeah. champagne problems motherfucker that's a good uh i don't know what dude i want to fucking kiss you on the lips you wearing underwear huh <laughs> yeah i'm wearing meandies dude they were one of our sponsors but they tommy john deserted us tommy john no that's bro, a surgery bro tommy I'll say john right there, it's are good dope. it's a good way to like think about like the yeah. past and think about now you know yeah, even man. i don't feel any different i just feel like yeah i just want to be funny you know I well you are to, though that's but i want to be i want to be yeah your fan my point is like your you your fans are invested now your yeah. fans aren't going anywhere you know what i mean yeah they're not going anywhere so they they fuck with you Neither is MeUndies, by the way. We're still part of MeUndies fam. Oh, really? Yeah, we got some coming up. Oh, got, MeUndies? Oh, thank oh, nice. you, MeUndies. <laughs> Yo, can you send to the same boy pair? Double XL? We might have, oh, double XL, <laughs> yeah. bro. I don't know about waist. that, dude. 38 waist, Yeah, player. why, so you can pull them down and just come into a cup somewhere <laughs> yeah. for 90 bucks? <laughs> Yo. Dude, you should do that at the meet and greet after your show, just bust into a cup. Yo, that'll go viral. I'm going to start doing it on my podcast, just oh. coming on the pod. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I haven't been on Opie's new show. Have you been on it? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I've been on. I'm doing it next week. It's just a podcast. You know, one of the podcasts we did, we just like walk around New York City. So mm -hmm. it was kind of dope. But now he's got a studio. I think it's Westwood One Podcast Studio. So, and it's doing well. I mean, you know. Yeah, Opie's, people love Opie. Opie's all good, brother. I mean, he's got an eight-bedroom apartment on the Upper West Side. I mean, Opie's doing good. Oh, is good. that where he lives at? Yeah, Opie, Opie crushed it. Yeah. And you could say what you want about Opie. I mean, he fucking crushed it in this radio game. Yeah. Made oh, no, millions of it. dollars. <clears throat> yeah. I'm not saying anything about Opie. No, no, no. I'm saying, but you know how fans right. are. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah people get, uh, you people know. People get on everybody when it's like, hey, this dude fucking changed radio for a little bit over here. Yeah. You know, if there was no Howard Stern, you might have been all about Opie. Yeah, I was trying to think of some things that are really like positives for him. Um, and I was thinking he met Carl, you know. Carl Ruiz, yeah. Yeah, and they love doing stuff together. Absolutely. Now Carl's divorced and lives in the woods. So, <laughs> so it's like, yo, it's, you know what I mean? Sometimes your shit just spins out. Hey, bro. <laughs> yo, I love Carl, man. <sighs> oh, Carl, dude. That he's dude, fucking dude. He's at least just, he can cook. Yo, he just fucking, he does cocaine off hot dogs and then eats the <laughs> yeah, hot dogs. That, yo, bro. he's fucking wild. Oh, dude, yo, yeah. And he legit got divorced and lives in a cabin in the woods and he's like, I'm killing it. And I believe him. Oh, bro. He comes out with just sandals and socks on. We used to do that shit, bro. That's called a Somalian wild, wildfire. Oh, you yeah. do cocaine off a hot dog and fucking eat it. Right yeah, after. dude. Somali wildfire. Well, it's so hard to eat it after, bro. The last thing you want in your mouth after you've had some coke is a fucking hot dog. <laughs> a fucking hot dog. Yeah, but, you know. Well, for some fellas, anyway. Yeah, I'll fucking deep dog that shit right now. <laughs> well, I'm not going to do that. Um, Chris Stefano, uh, thanks for coming, man. Thanks You're for having come me, back again. Yeah, this is cool. Yo, I got my special coming out, size 38 waist, Comedy Central. What a great Friday. term. Yeah, brother. A rare size. 38 too. waist, bro. Chrissy bitch hips. I mean, you were built like a fucking Rubik's Cube, uh, huh? Dude, I'm like a stepmom. I oh. got a stepmom ass. Oh, damn, dude. Do you <laughs> yeah. wear mom jeans? I got ever? that stepmother vibe, yeah. Wow. You yeah. should wear an apron. I bet mean, you wear an apron I when do, you bro. Cook. Bro, most coats I wear, they have to cover my ass. I'm always I'm, I'm rocking trench coats usually 12 months oh, out of the damn, year. Because I got to cover that butt up. Look at the wheelbase on that fucking <laughs> yeah. bad boy. Yo, and then check my podcast, History Hyenas. History Hyenas with yeah. you and Giannis Pappas. Yeah. And, um, 
and your special is uh, coming out on the 18th. Ja- Friday, January 18th. So, that's awesome. Uh, that's tomorrow. That's tomorrow, baby. Oh, shit. When does this shit come out? Next week. Next week? <laughs> this this actually is going to come out February 7th. We had a bunch in the can, but we'll we'll put it out on all your all social. That yeah, put it on social media, mm-hmm. and also, um, yeah. you know, the, 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 it came out already, but you can see it I'll on ComedyCentral.com. ComedyCentral.com oh. and the Comedy Central app. It's streaming right now, my special, Size 38 Ways. Check out. Check it out. Yes, yeah, Size 38 Ways. I'm excited to check it out, man. And thanks for coming, dude. Thanks for having me, yeah, Papi. Yeah, thanks for helping me think about stuff. Of course, brother. Yeah, We're out here. Now I'm just floating on the breeze And I feel I'm falling like these leaves I must be cornerstone Oh, but when I reach that ground I'll share this piece of mind I found I can feel it in my bones But it's gonna take a little time for me to set that parking brake and let myself all wild shine that light on me. I'll sit and tell you my stories. Shine on me. And I will find a song. I will sing it just for Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jonathan Kite, and welcome to Kite Club, a podcast where I'll be sharing thoughts on things like current events, stand-up stories, and seven ways to pleasure your partner. The answer may shock you. Sometimes I'll interview my friends. Sometimes I won't. And as always, I'll be joined by the voices in my head. You have three new voice messages. A lot of people are talking about Kite Club. I've been talking about Kite Club for so long, longer than anybody else. So great. Hi, sweetheart. Here's a deal. Anyone who doesn't listen to Kite Club is a dodgy bloody wanker. Charmaine. Hi, I'll take a quarter pounder with cheese and a McFlurry. Sorry, sir, but our ice cream machine is broken. I think Tom Hanks just butt-dialed me. Anyway, first rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Second rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Third rule, like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or watch us on YouTube, yeah? And yes, don't worry, my Brad Pitt impression will get better.